Hello, everybody. Welcome back to E-Ticket, a theme park podcast. Uh, my name is Mike. And I'm Rob. And today we are doing our Halloween Horror Nights uh, review. Yep. For Halloween Horror Nights 32. 32. Yep. Yeah, this is going to be coming out uh, right before the event ends in November. Mm-hmm. And uh, as such, this will 100% have a lot of spoilers in it. So a uh, fair warning ahead yep. of time. If you somehow, by the time this episode comes out, have not gone to Horror Nights, then go, go to Horror Nights. Or maybe not, because, you know, it's like oversold every night this year so yeah, yeah by the time you're listening to this it's too expensive and you've missed your chance yeah so i guess uh spoiler alert go. yeah <laughs> so here we go So, uh, we're going to do this pretty similar to how we did our episode last year, which is uh, essentially we're just going to go from our overall impressions of everything and kind of start with the houses and the scare zones and move our way up from there. Our little ranking system, if you will. Um, So, starting from the bottom and working our way to the top. Now, last year, the house that won everything was uh, Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Mm -hmm. Wake, which was an Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible house. Great house. Unfortunately, this year, I do not think there's anything that has even come close to replicating what that was like. No, Um, but depending on who you're talking to, some people say, oh, this one blows it out of the way. It's it's a lot of people living in the moment, but you know what? They have have great opinions, and we love them. But they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong, but so you know, hey. Is. But yeah, so um, I guess we should start with uh, Horror Nights 32 in general. Um, so this year, the entire event, mm-hmm. uh, we discussed this a couple weeks ago when we did our preview podcast, but the entire event this year was based around the sort of mythos surrounding Dr. Oddfellow. Yeah, he can whistle. It, it kind of sounds like... <laughs> Nailed it. That... Beautiful. That that was beautiful. I felt inspired. Great. So yeah, the uh, the entire event this year was uh, essentially based around the mythos surrounding Doctor Oddfellow. Uh, he had his own house, like almost all of the icons in the past have had, and every mm-hmm. scare zone this year was based exclusively on his story. a canon lore event. Yeah, that yeah. happened in his storyline. So um, I guess we'll start with the scare zones first. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, when you're walking up to Universal this year, the medallion hanging from it, just like any other year, says Halloween Horror Nights, and you go, ooh. Yeah. And then you go to the gates, and yeah. and then this year's a little different, because since we have Minions Land, we don't have a scare zone in front of where the Minions mm-hmm. ride is this year. Instead, it's literally right there. It's the first thing, first thing you see, before you even get through the turnstiles, is the first scare zone. Yeah, and I don't even know if I'd, to be honest, I don't even know if I'd really consider it like a true scare zone, per I, se. I mean, I wouldn't want to, but it's it's also very foggy. Yes. Oh, my God. The yeah. fog this year? Well, they they ran with the sea in the fog. Yes. And I, I don't appreciate that. I mean, I had a great time with it, it with the exception of one scare zone, which we'll talk yeah, about yeah, in yeah, a minute. Get, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the first scare zone is right in front of Minions Land. It's where the uh, Pumpkin King was last year, or the Pumpkin Lord, sorry. The Pumpkin um, Lord. Was there last year. 
And it's interesting because the actual scare zone kind of like bleeds off to the right into the streets of New York yes. section where the Zodiac area it is. It wraps entirely around the Today Cafe. Mm-hmm. It starts beside it and then just curves in front of it and then goes down towards like Mel's. Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And then start. It, you almost miss where one scare zone starts and one stops. Yes. And. I think they kind of did that by design because it's one of the biggest scare zones that they've ever had. And mm-hmm. also, it's interesting because they kind of did something similar with the vamp, uh, with the music fest that they have one this year. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. also further back in. It's so over, Yeah, over New York. Yeah. yeah. the I'm not going to lie. The Zodiac scare zone in the front right section of the park, as soon as you walk in, mm-hmm. was one of my most disappointing scare zones this year. Well, I mean, maybe you're just not familiar with the Zodiac, because I, I saw a Taurus in there, I saw an Aquarius, there's a Scorpio, and um, a, I mean, a it crab. Was, it was cool, but like, keep in mind, last year that like, we had like a whole like graveyard set up there, there was like those twins, they were like really cool. Yeah, those those guys. This year, it felt a lot more was like on the stage presence of things, and less on like... Yeah. Yes, there are people here, and they're walking around. They're going to spook you. Ooh. Yeah, there were set pieces to the left and right of various yeah. torturous death scenarios. I, I don't know. Somebody was drowning. Someone was being, like, racked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just it. I don't know. It felt kind of unfocused, actually. I mean, well, my big thing that I didn't like, which many people didn't catch till I pointed out, it is not lit well this year in that section. No. No, it no, is, it not. is not. There is no... There aren't... <laughs> like, usually they got some... Some stage lighting way up top, just pointing down. Mm-hmm. Like they're not doing that this year. Yeah, which and I suppose is like the point. But at I, the same I'm, time, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure there's an aesthetic reason why they're doing it. Um, I don't care for it as a person who needs to see things. <laughs> um, but that's just me. This is also one of those because usually in years past, I'll hang out in a scare zone just to watch some scares. I have not gotten a chance to really do that in this scare zone. Just because it's, it's, like, difficult for you to, like, navigate. Well, I'm always with people, too, now, because I'm so popular. Hmm. Um, And because I don't live next to Universal now. So every time I go, it's usually with people. True, true. We're going to do things. So I don't... I didn't... I don't get to sit down here a lot. I'm like like New York. New York, I'm in there a lot. I'm doing stuff in New York. But here... Here, not so much. So this was a fly-through for me, this scare zone, unfortunately. It just... I don't know. It wasn't super good. It felt kind of, like, thematically unfocused. But... On the flip side, you have a really good scare zone over in the streets of New York section because that's where they have the. Uh, I don't even know if it, I don't think it's Vamp sixty nine. I keep no, saying that's Vamp. It. Oh it's yeah, is Vamp sixty nine yeah. is his actual name. Where everyone's like, that can't be how, what it's really called. Nope, that's it. Yeah, Vamp as in short for vampire. Sixty nine as in short for nineteen sixty nine because yeah. it's a music festival from nineteen sixty nine in New York. Stop me if you've heard that before. They're scary hippies. Oh, I mean, this... <laughs> they're, they're great. They're all great. Everyone's great. This is my favorite. Scare I mean, zone. I actually... I Cards really, really enjoyed the Scare Zone. Obviously, the, the soundtrack for it is bangers. Well, the soundtrack yeah. is just... Hits from the 60s. Like, there's two Beatles tracks in the sound loop. Yeah. And there's a Monkey song, and then there's obviously the Dawning of the Age of Aquarius banger which when that gets into the back half is perfect for that Mm. scare zone uh so yeah not a lot of complaints there yeah and also i just i like how so in previous years you know the scare zones that they put in the streets of new york is usually like in front of the mummy and then it maybe goes up to where 
like Anianzas, and then like it kind of just like, boop, that's it, you're done. Yeah. But like this year, they were literally like, what if we just made it really big? So like the scare zone starts from like the corner where the tribute store is, and literally goes all the way down to Louis, which I think is one of the largest scare zones that they've ever had. I mean, when they did Zombieland five or four or five years ago, they also had this similar scope. Uh, even so much that they had a fake porter potty in that section too. It's amazing. Yeah, it was it was very well done. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, well, if you don't care for zombies or if you didn't see Zombieland, which I did see Zombieland, but zombies aren't my favorite. Um, it kind of was lost on you. Hmm. But you're right. Sometimes there's really not a clear demarcation of where that scare zone begins, so it usually does feel like it's back a little. But I mean, this year, yeah, they covered they covered some serious ground. Yeah, and it also helps too that the the place where you get your uh, Fedra rations for The Last of Us uh, oh, yeah. food down, is, uh, in, is down the alleyway. Yeah, Stab Alley. Which empties out directly into the scare zone as well. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's like a good kind of yeah. natural progression of that scare zone. Now, I didn't get the Fedra rations, did you? I uh, I did. Okay. Um, the I, I'll be, I'm not even, even going to lie. I mostly got the ravioli just because I wanted to get the can. I'm not even going to lie. Makes sense. Sure. But the uh, the real kicker for me was the ration bar. That Scotcheroo bar. I'm not even a big fan of like coffee stuff on on top of things. Like it's a coffee chocolate, but oh, Marone, it was so good. It was <laughs> now, so good. Now for that, did you have to pay next to like Transformers and then walk down? Yeah, the you okay. you pay ahead of time and then go down there because what they did last year with like the like uh, the butcher the butcher theme, theme, yeah, was that you would pay there and then like. Like, you would get your food there, but I think they found what was happening was that it, it was just clogging up unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was just filling zone. up too quickly. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so because, they flipped it. Exactly. Yeah. So now, now the way they have it set up is that it's literally like you have to pay outside, then you go through. But they make it this, like, it's like a cool little, little, like, thing. Little set piece. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a cool little thing. Yep. Uh, I mean, this scare zone also has food trucks in it for the event. Well, I guess food trucks, not exactly the word. Uh, stands. Food stands. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's what they've got here. There is a food truck over by the where the music stage is that mm-hmm. sells those candy hot dogs nobody cares nobody, for. Nobody likes. Yikes. Which um, is such a shame because, like, honestly. Well, the phrase bubblegum mustard resonated with no one. Yeah, and I, but that's, like, the point, though. You know, like it's meant to be. Ooh, this is a this is a twisted dog for, for twisted man. And you know, uh, it, and I, I'm looking heard... at this as a guy who's you know I have a huge sweet tooth, and I'm literally just sure. like, damn, this sounds really good on paper, like just for like the sweet tooth sugary aspect of it. And then like, you take one bite, and you're like, oh fuck, yeah, this this, this no. is a this is a treat that resonated with no one so far. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the the. Korean corn dog over here in this area, in the New York area, mm-hmm. is people are very split on it. So, yes, uh, I haven't. I'll just say right now, I have not found the standout snack, treat, even drink of this event yet. I mean, for me, it's it's going to be the ration bar. Just, okay. I mean, it's a dessert bar. Makes sense. Um, but obviously, every year they we're not. Also, yeah, that's it. We're not counting pizza fries. Here. Right. I was going to say pizza fries like, are not counted in this exactly. because they, they will come back and they're yeah. they're they're the goat for and a reason. Not even going to lie, I genuinely feel like this year they may have changed the sauce. Mm. But I say that in the sense that like it it has enhanced it further for me. Okay. Which I didn't not think was possible because I mean pizza fries are. Pizza, pizza fries, fries, they're pizza already fries, amazing. Yeah. 
and the fact that they kind of like added a little extra zhuzh to it this year it was just phenomenal All right. so yeah uh, so that's the VAMP 69 scare zone yep. if we're going around the park the next one would be Shipyard 32 oh uh, sure which it's there uh, yeah it I don't know I, I'm not gonna lie there were really only like two scare zones that actually stood out to me this year mm-hmm. again and, lots of fog this year but only two scare zones that I'd say really good yeah and Vamp 69, obviously one of them. Shipyard 32, uh, not not so much. It felt like, this almost felt like uh, uh, they were doing another COVID scare zone years ago where they didn't really have people in the mm. streets and they just had like side set pieces in this yeah. area. Because I've only ever seen maybe four or five total scare actors just walking in this zone. Yeah, because most of them are based on the side. I mean, they most they, of them in the boxes, right? They've got some like cool thematic elements where it's like, oh, like here's a tooth fairy, or like here's a here's a hobgoblin, or here's you know, a whatever. Thing. Yeah, like yeah. So there are there are some like cool elements to it, but like I'm literally looking at this like, dang man, like I remember when this was like Dead Man's Wharf a few years ago, or when it was the uh, I forget what it was called, but it was like the hell themed one where like they had a dude on stage just like. With fire and shit, uh-huh. and oh, even last year when this was the like the what's that called Stonehenge, the Stonehenge, yeah, welcome to Halloween. Oh, so cool! Like, that was really well done. Yeah, and it was the first time in years that they actually went for it in that scare zone because of you know things like COVID and this that, and the other. Right, and it was like great. And then this year felt like a huge step back. To be fair, and we'll we'll talk about this when we get to the houses, but I I suspect. Part of the reason why the scare zones as a whole did not feel super cohesive or really well put together this year, I, I suspect part of that reason is because they basically dropped so much money on getting the IP houses set up this year that I suspect that they may have taken away from the budget from the scare zones a little bit. I don't know. Maybe just feel like everyone's trying to shoehorn everything in Oddfellow. And for... Right. I. It's like you're saying, some of these creatures are like, oh yeah, there's a evil tooth fairy, there's that... Because the the thing with this is, well, Oddfellow has been again. This is a huge retcon, but Oddfellow has been dropping characters into Horror Nights throughout the years, mm-hmm. and so some, if not all, of what we've seen in that scare zone uh, are rehashes. I I don't know that for a fact, but like yeah, so like it's it's, it's hard think, for me to grade yeah. this one. I think they had a huge missed opportunity with this one because they could have done like a cabin in the woods style thing where mm, they bought cool. back previous Horror Nights creatures. So, like, they have they have this, uh, they have, like, a fairy come out, and it's, like, it says, like, oh, this is the Tooth Fairy. But, like, they had a Tooth Fairy house yeah, two years not, ago, not and ago. why would they not just bring back that one? You know, like, it would, it would kind of, like, thematically tie everything together. Instead, it's, like, this is very clearly, like, a low-budget Tinkerbell knockoff <laughs> that is, like, uh, you know. I just... But, it, I don't know. It, it just, even it even focused. the area feels mellow. Yeah, was, I, I I don't know. Yeah, doesn't vibe. And yeah, it just I don't know. It wasn't. It and it also feels shorter this year too. It does. Like one every time I walk through it. And again, this was never a huge area to work with, but it it feels like I get through it too quick, or like the yeah. stage ends 
in next to uh, the bar and i was like wait that's it's over already right. that's yeah. like oh that's it okay mm-hmm. uh okay. so i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know this this one's yeah uh cards on the table this is the worst scare zone of the year yeah like by far yeah um but then as you go around the park you get into what is in my opinion the best scare zone of the year um now there is no scare zone or no um characters notably this year in simpsons land yep simpsons is devoid yeah, yeah. normally they have the folks at least with the chainsaws kind of running yeah. around in simpsons land and well, they, this year yeah the chainsaws didn't do that last year it also felt like a short of the chainsaws in general now i think about it around the park like because there's only one area you could put them in yes they are all put into the Zodiac Scare Zone. Every single Chainsaw performer is now in the Zodiac Scare Zone. But it doesn't year. seem like there's a lot of them there in the first place. True. I don't know. It's just yeah. me thinking. But then then we get the best the best Scare Zone this year, which is the, the Jungle one. The Jungle one is just... The Jungle of Doom. Yes. Uh, it's about someone in the 30s doing an archaeological find, or 20s, 20s or 30s doing archaeological finds, wearing a funny hat, and he finds a crystal skull yep. in a jungle in South America called... Of Doom. Mm-hmm. Stop me if you've heard this before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this scare zone uh, feels genuinely inspired. Like it, it's mm-hmm. got really great set design. And this is where you probably had the most issues trying to navigate it. Because oh, yeah. when we say that they went heavy on the fog this year, there are some points during this scare zone where the fog comes out literally so thick that you cannot see what is happening in front of you. Yeah, this is a quite literally a blind faith moment where yes. when the nozzle starts going a yard in front of you, you go, fuck. Right. And then you just keep walking. And it's not like, you know, I'm just having trouble with this. Like, oh, I can barely see. No, no. Like you, you're, you're in clouded fog. Right. For four or five steps before you can start to see again. Right. So like I've actually you don't run into somebody. Exactly. Like I've actually almost run into people here, but I've also been in a scenario where like I've gone with people and like the fog happens to activate. I can literally lose sight of the people that I'm standing oh. a foot away from. Funny you say that when I went there a week ago and you know, the people I'm with are having a great time to say the least they're, they're drinking the fog hits and I do my normal fog thing, which is all right, you got a cane. Just keep your, uh, keep it short. You know, so you're not whacking people in the ankles who can't see you right now, and then just keep taking steps. One step, two step. Do not stop walking. I got through the fog and was by myself. Oh. And went, <laughs> where is anybody? Not, and, not and an then ideal go, scenario. And then half the group came stumbling out of the fog behind me. The other half went around the fog and then just lost everybody. <laughs> In a section that's not big, mind you. It's not really big. not. It's really not. Like, there's yeah. only one path you can take. So, I... I my, my thing is, yes, we, we know fog is essential for all this, but, like, can we back up the nozzles no. at least a yard or two? <laughs> just, no. Just back them up so they're not right there. <laughs> so they have time to... They, they have time to float, hover, disperse for ambiance and shit like that. But, like, what what are we doing? It's like when I go to Muppet Vision 3D and they have the smoke thing for like the car effect. They mm-hmm. have that directly in the wall and it makes the loudest hiss. If you just set that back five feet, right. it just won't be as distracting as it is. So, Well, it doesn't help that like half the time. It's it, off key. It's off yeah. time anyway. Yeah, I know. Like, That's like a whole the, story. The, the wheel will spin and then it's like, ha like I'm a taxi and then like it, it goes off. And then off, it's like, still hissing right. uh, three seconds after he's off screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll have to do a review of Muppet Vision 3D oh, at we some will. point because it's it really is a great attraction. Uh, but it's it's, it's hell not janky. flawless. It's yeah, so janky that's for sure. Um, but anyway, but yeah, yeah. So, so like the, yeah. back to the Jungle of Doom. Like they got giant bats hanging from the tree at one end, and those are cool. Yeah, there's a crashed plane. Mm-hmm. Um, every 25 minutes Oddfellow himself comes out and yeah. like does discovers his, the skull does his little show it's like cool there's like a little show for it yeah so like this one just feels a lot more involved than all the other ones do mm-hmm. uh which is nice it's a nice change of pace but yeah as in terms of like what they've done for a scare zone it's probably the best put together scare zone 100%. scare zones i want to walk through uh not so much. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the good news about when Dr. Alpha discovers that skull thing, he does it where a stage is at one end of the scare zone, so mm-hmm. you don't have to be directly in the scare zone to see it. In exactly. Fact, if you just bought a drink uh, by the makeshift Mel's Dine-In, or Dine-In, if you just buy a drink there, you can actually see it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good time to bring in that. Uh, they, they, killed, they killed my favorite bar this year. It's dead. Yeah. Yeah, because since Mel's... Drive-in is closed for refurbishment. They made a makeshift Mel's die-in kitchen across the street from it. Yep, which makes sense. But they took away all my all my beer. I mean, it's if you look at it from a crowd control perspective, it's honestly a genius idea. I mean, it needs to it needed to happen this right. year. I understand that. Also, apparently during team member preview nights, they didn't have Mel's dying lit up in the neon mm-hmm. they just had it all turned off and everybody complained and yeah <laughs> so uh and i suppose before we start getting into the houses there's really only one more notable thing which actually universal didn't even promote this year oh um, there's a couple yeah you're pure, right. pure word of mouth but uh there is a there's a horde of uh megan's that shows yep. up the rumor of the the megan's from the movie megan with the uh the robot child who learns to love and then love, love a you lot. so hard she has to kill for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they they have an entire uh Megan horde that comes yeah. out uh little dance, every little dance troop. Forty every forty minutes, minutes yeah. or forty five. Yeah, it's right around there, but it's never it's not in the same spot yes. always. It's a roaming and that's horde. frustrating. Yes. Because I've only ever seen it end. It, exactly. I've only ever seen it end myself. And I think what they do genuinely is I think they kind of walk around the, the park at like certain parts of the night before they send them out. And they're like, oh, it's less busy here. So like we can do it here because one time they did their performance and I captured the end of it where it was at the end of the Vamp 69 scare zone, which is right outside the entrance to Chucky Oh, at the end of the scare zone. And there's like three, oh, okay. there's like three food carts there. Yeah, that, so that would make sense. But it was insanely busy. Like, you could not mm, walk okay. around. So, like, I think that was a bad decision. Uh, but I have seen... I've I've seen them from a distance do it um, outside of Mel's die-in. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where I caught the end. And yeah. I think they do one more performance out near where Men in Black is. But I don't know if it's, like, at Men in Black or if it's, like... More nearer to The Simpsons or something. Yeah, like, yeah, I would imagine I they'd probably make it somewhere near The Simpsons. I don't know. I'd, but... love, I'd love to give you more advice on this, but I cannot. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I've been a handful of times, and I still have not actually caught the entire show. Yeah. Like, I've seen the last, like, 15 seconds of it, or I've literally come in, like, when they're doing pictures, and that that's it. 
Like that's just yeah. it. Uh, uh, another another thing that they didn't promote this year, but it was reported on months ago, mm-hmm. and we didn't mention it because it sounded fake. Yeah, was that David S. Pumpkins, our boy, would be at Halloween Horror Nights? Mm-hmm. Which okay, yeah, yeah, he's an SNL character. Um, SNL is uh, on NBC, NBC Universal. Sure, I could see why, but where would you put him? Well, it turns out they're going to create an NBC bar, which also killed my second favorite yeah. bar. They murdered both my bars <laughs> for the sake of good decisions. Anyway, I know, but like, but, to be fair, yeah. the the drinks that they bought to the table are fantastic if you say so i mean i tried the chucky themed one uh which one did i try the one it's the i tried one. a vodka soda mm, was not okay. perfect well i can't help you with and that the pretzel one. was terrible yes the pretzel did suck ass so, oh my so god so that was that was my opinion of the nbc universal bar which was it was behind lombards let's just put that out there so where san francisco meets london that place directly off there yeah, it was back there. It was yeah. a bar, a section of bars nobody would go to because nobody knew they were there. They used to have people standing out front to tell people, "Hey, we've got we've got bars back here." <laughs> There's alcohol. Would you yeah. like alcohol? And this year, this year to their credit, they put up um, they put up a lighting kit out front, mm-hmm. so it's clear it's a clear demarked entrance. All the tables had a, a different NBC Peacock color to them mm-hmm. that was lit up, so it looked. It looked good, and they had a different music style, so there's definitely stuff to draw you in this year, so good on them. Yeah. And every half hour or so... Yeah, he comes David out... David S. Pumpkins would be there. Yeah, and he just, like, he'll, he'll just shoot he'll the just shit mingle. Yeah. yeah, he'll just go and talk, and, like, if you don't know who he is, and I found... I was shocked at how many people had zero clue mm-hmm. who he was, and it was like, well, we're watching this in line. Um, but when he's not there, it's like a character from The Purge or something, this, that, and the other. And so, yeah. Yeah. So at least there's something there you can take a photo with, but you want David Pumpkins, you know? Yeah. He's his own thing. And what's crazy too is that that's also not the other big logistical change they made this year too. Exactly. The, uh, if you go to the back where Animal Actors is, uh, they used to have seating areas, seating areas yeah. all underneath the awnings there, and they've now set up a secondary set of twisted tater stands and, and a drink. alcohol stands. Yeah, yeah, a bar. And to be honest with you, it's a brilliant idea. No, truthfully, brilliant. the first when I didn't know they were there the first weekend I was there because I was like, well, it makes sense. Nothing's in this area right now mm-hmm. with the construction walls, this, then the other. And it was always a pain to navigate with mm-hmm. all the food carts being left and right. And then the next weekend, I thought we were taking a shortcut. And my friend's like, no, we're grabbing drinks. I was like, oh, from The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. No, from right here. Yep. And I went... Oh, and then it clicked in my brain what they did. And I was like, they used the space that they weren't using and yep. they cleared up the walkway. That's Br- damn brilliant. it. Damn brilliant. it. That's smart. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do I, do I bemoan the loss of more seating there? Oh, yes. Yeah, because that was where I sat. Right. So to review, they took away my favorite bar, my second favorite bar, and my place I'd sit once I bought food by E.T. But then admittedly, like... They're all really good decisions. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't <laughs> like, fault them for doing what they did because they were all correct decisions. Right. You took away my cheat codes. Yeah. It's like, damn it. I Now I have to figure this out again. Yeah, well. <laughs> but like it, it, it genuinely, like it works because no, it, it all, it, again, it's amazing. It's like hard they, for me to be mad when logistically they're all correct decisions. Right. Yeah. Especially 
and not for nothing, but like this year is arguably the busiest year that Halloween Horror Nights has ever had. I mean, it's ridiculous. At the time we record this, neither of us have been there in October, which is usually the worst time to go anyway. Mm-hmm. But September, folks, September has been bad. It's been really bad. The that... average wait time this year has been 65 minutes. And what's crazy, Mike, is they've had this is the first year they've gone Wednesday to Sunday. Every week, every week, Wednesday to Sunday. And so you in years past, it was, all right, if we go Wednesday or Thursday, it won't be bad. If we go Sunday, it won't be as bad either. That's not the case. There is, there no, is no good time to go. And it feels, and this isn't their fault here, but like, it also feels extra rainy this year. It Way you know, more rain. It absolutely does. I went uh, last week when I had some friends in town. And at one point, I got literally so drenched. Uh, from the rain that when I got out, it was, it literally looked like I had gone swimming in the lagoon. And Uh that was the same night that it rained so badly that four houses Houses had had to to shut down. That's, that is right. Like, I don't think, I don't think a lot of folks realize how bad rain has to be coming in for the people who live in Florida and design these things to work with Florida weather yeah. literally have to point at it and say, hey, we got to shut this down temporarily. Like, there's too much water coming in. Cool. Even the Last of Us house, the Last of Us house had to shut down, and that is literally on a That's building a that is raised elevated. above the ground. Yeah. And it, when they shut down Darkest Deal and Blood Moon that night, I understood because they're tent houses. When mm-hmm. they shut down Oddfellows, I understood because it's a tent house. But when the Last of Us shut down, that was literally like, oh shit! There, this is a lot. This is this is an excessive amount of water. Like this and is just then, too much. And then once you get out, now you have to go through walkways that right, were designed half a to mile. be walkways, and many of them have rivers running through them now. And it's it again not Universal's fault. And I'll talk here in a second. I guess I'll, I'll mention it now. They have modified lines in the past. Mm-hmm. So, so like this year with all the risers and a couple of different lines, like the risers are put in place because of things like this, because it would rain, because right. it was a bad place to put lines. So like they have thought these things out and it just seems like this year has been crazy for it so far. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about logistical changes earlier, but the risers, fucking great idea. Oh, let's, fucking let's amazing be honest. Idea. When they introduced like just a couple rows of them last year, I went, ooh, yeah, fancy, very yeah. fancy. Because they and wanted to avoid people just, like, coming out and just being, like, sunk, sunk into, like, four yeah. inches of mud. Uh, yeah, because there were years past where I'm sure you can attest this, too, where if there was a big enough puddle in line, you would just wait for the line to keep going. And then once it passed the puddle, then you take off. Because you didn't want to stand in in the water. You didn't want to do it. So, right. smart on them. But, I, again, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. That it's... Climate change, maybe. Yeah, but like well, an excessive I mean, amount of water. Well, right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm climate change, but I'm, I'm Look, Rob, we all know we all know climate change isn't real. Obviously, it's not like we Something's live in a, really happening. It's not like we live in a state that you know could be drastically affected by climate change with things like greater yeah, hurricanes yeah, yeah, or rain. Yeah, but, but we're we're in the center of the state, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. ocean, the ocean can't reach us. Right. Here. We're safe. can't. We're safe. We're safe, we're safe we're from safe. the ocean. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, one so, more. Um, so those are the two things that weren't really advertised mm-hmm. that were. Nice little atmospheric changes. One thing that was atmospherically changed and advertised, Death Eaters at Diagon yes. Alley. Yes, and it's also so lots cool. of fog. 
Also, lots of fog. <laughs> not, not, not as much. Not as, as much. But the second I walked in, I went, "Oh, it's foggy." Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That's that. <laughs> but also, That's it's so fun. It's such a fun thing to see because yeah. they they yeah. really do take the time to like interact with guests. Like, if you so. I've actually seen videos of this online, but, like, I also happened to see it in person the other day. But, like, if you go up to them and you have, like, a Slytherin tattoo or, like, the Dark Mark tattooed on your arm, they'll literally sit there and, like, poke at it and, like, interact with you. And I think it's one of the few character exchanges that I've seen where they actually also, like, physically touch guests. Not in a bad way or anything. No, no, no. But, like, it's literally, like, you know traditionally in theme parks there's like this sort of like sanitized interaction where it's like i'm not going to do anything that could potentially cause a lawsuit down the line but like the death eaters here at horror nights but like they're not jumping out idea they're actually just roaming the street right or the like like i saw one the other day where uh they they will like go up to people and like literally hold their hands out and like hold hands with people or like mm-hmm. like interact with them that way or like use their wands as like a way to like poke and prod people yeah. and i'm like this is this is so cool like this is do you see awesome. the video someone put about the unforgivable or uh, the unbreakable yeah the, un- the unbreakable pack because the, the two people got married because they yeah. got married and then the death eater walked up and made them do the unbreakable right. vow. <laughs> like it's just that's so cool uh, like that i just listen the the complex situation surrounding jk rowling aside yeah, I do think it was really cool of Universal this year to literally just be like, yeah, like we're gonna add some extra zhuzh into yeah. Horror Nights this year because they they have done this to Hogsmeade a couple of times, but now it did hit differently and diagonally because there is more room to move around. Mm-hmm. There's more everything. There is there's a stage where I could never time this right where they do their entrance and exit or mm-hmm. at least their exit. I didn't see the entrance, but. Probably I've, I've seen the entrance, too. but not the exit. Well, the exit <laughs> the exit they do on the stage, I know that for a fact. Do they also do the entrance on the stage? Yes, they do. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. So they do that, and then once they do that, they roam, but also they have it timed to when they know the dragon's going to go off. Yes. So they all do their like little wand rays at yeah. the dragon fire, and then they disperse. Um, yeah, now apparently, uh, this is just the rumor, obviously, but when the when the new lighting show that they're re- so they're currently refurbishing the show over in islands of adventure okay to, for the projection show for the castle because they were doing uh cast and annual pass holder previews for that a, a couple months ago uh but apparently during the section of the show where like the dark mark comes out on the castle like apparently during that portion of the show like death eaters will just come out and they'll all like raise their wands and like make the dark mark and then kind of like disperse themselves throughout the crowd. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, that's, that's a tight area. It is a tight area, but I feel like if they all maybe even just come out on like the Triwizard stage and do it that way, like they've got a dedicated area that they can use okay. for it. But regardless, we're talking about Horror Nights. Yeah, we were so, talking yeah, about they I mean, bought out uh, Death Eaters this year, which was super duper cool. Yep, green and foggy. Yeah. And again, this is another thing where I can't quite tell you the time. So all their, all their three little integrated interactions... Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the time for any of them. Can't. But they also tend to change every night too because it's just based it's based upon what it's like outside. Like all oh, the yeah. time frames could change. I know the Megan Hordes and David S. Pumpkins don't come out if it's raining. Oh, obviously not, no. Um the Death Eaters still do come out, but only inside Diagon Alley if it's yeah, raining under, under that covered area. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's different every single night. So I think it just kind of depends entirely upon how lucky you get and whether or not you get the chance to see it. Yeah. That's really uh, all it's coming down to. Yeah. So. But 
So those are all the scare zones and the specialty entertainment. Exactly. Do we want to touch on... Did you have a chance to see Nightmare Fuel this I year? I did see Nightmare Fuel. Okay. Um, so Nightmare Fuel is the new stage show that they're doing this year. Um, and it's a direct continuation of the previous two years yes, of the show. Yes, this is the trilogy, trilogy, they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it kind of just feels like a rehash of last year's show, if which in itself felt like a rehash of if, two years ago. If you've seen one, you've seen them all, except yep. this time it's not like, man, it's a woman, mm-hmm. and she's not trying to... Be, escape. escape the nightmare. Yeah. She is going to become, become the, the nightmare. nightmare. Um, pause for cheering from just the women. All right. Not, e- not even them. Not even them cheered. <laughs> Great. Continue the show. Oh, yeah. Fucked up the bed trick. Great. Now I know how that's done. Uh, <laughs> well, they didn't, they didn't mess it up on my show. So, yeah, my show had two very noticeable. Wait, what's happening moments. Mm-hmm. And I found out later one of them was. Yeah, a trick wasn't working, and another one was no. They fucked up the bed trick. Yeah, see the so. the bed trick worked for mine. The one that I did notice is near the end of the show when they wrap up the yes. orb. Yes, that that didn't work for mine. Yeah, so it worked for us, but when they were applying the explosive wrap around the outside of it, um, it like <laughs> they didn't wrap all the way to the top, oh. so you could still see the person inside like reach up and grab the oh. handle that they used to pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I was like, "Oh no, that's oh no, this isn't supposed to." Because <laughs> for ours, ours was this. even worse. Was when they wrapped it up and then nothing happened, and then they just moved it. Oh, it didn't explode. No, dude, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the climax of the show. Yep. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. Didn't happen. Well, and we all went. Oh, something was supposed to happen right there, wasn't it? Something, something important. There, um, there was one part that they did add to this show, which was really cool, which was there was a lot more verticality to this year's show. So in previous years, they've had like ring performers where like they dangle the ring at the end and like they go up into the air and stuff like that. Yeah, aerialist. But this year they had like, they had like a ring. They had a part where two of them were literally just using like ropes to like kind of move themselves around and like jump around and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. that was super duper cool to see. Um, a lot more acrobatics. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it No just contortionist, somebody pointed out. Not this year. No contortionist this year. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, yeah, but basically, if, if you've seen this show, you've seen this show. Yeah, essentially. Like, yeah. it was very much an extension. I don't want to say a rehash, because that's not that's true. Not, that's not true. But, like, definitely, like, an extension like of, like... Some, definitely some old tricks, like they're twirling fire again. Yeah. You know, as you do with your, with your lanterns, and I don't know how to stop this. You yes. should all probably leave. Admittedly, um, the soundtrack, fire. Yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> fire. Yeah, I see. Because <laughs> there's a shitload of fire. Yeah, I did Shazam. Oh. I Shazammed a couple songs. There was one really cool part that they, that they haven't done in previous years, which is they had... Um, they had one woman that was like twirling like a staff around that had not sparklers, but like, uh, yeah, this, um, it, it made flashes. Yeah. Like a, like aggressive flash. I don't know how to describe it. Like aggressive, aggressive sparkers at the end of it, which was so damn cool. Um, but unfortunately just by the nature of how fast those kind of like tech pyrotechnics go off is that like, she was only up there for like 10 seconds and it's like, Oh, that, okay. That's it. It's out. All right. Well, well, but, yeah, Nightmare but, uh, Fuel was cool. Yeah, Nightmare but... Fuel. If, if you liked the previous shows, you you might like this one. If you loved the previous shows, you'll definitely like this, this one. one. If yeah. you didn't care for the previous shows, 
don't care for this. It's, yeah. it's, it's, what, what do you want me to say? It's the same thing. Yep. Yeah. And I, I liked it a lot the first year we saw it. Um, I liked it less last year and I've liked it less this year because it's, it's not, it's not what's bringing me to the event. Yeah. Yeah. So I did hear a rumor that they are potentially bringing back a Bill and Ted show next year. Yeah. Well, but who yeah, knows? Whatever. Here's so I think that just about covers everything except for the most important draw of this year. Yep. All 10 haunted houses. Let's yep. talk about them. So just like last year, we're going to rank them from lowest to highest. And I'm sure that our list is going to upset a fair amount of people, especially mine, because... I'm sure our lists aren't even the same. No, I... Like last well, year, we were pretty lockstep. I had a feeling we'd be lockstep. This year, uh, apart from yeah. one or two of these, I don't know where you're going to do. And I got a feeling... Uh, I, yeah, we're not going to line up on a bunch. But let's let's start off strong. Do you yeah. want to go first? Do I want to go first? It doesn't matter. We have the same house at number 10. Yeah, it number is... 10, unabashedly, is Chucky. Chucky it's Ultimate so bad. Kill Count? Is Chucky that Ultimate Kill Count, yeah. yeah. It's... it's not good. <laughs> it's better if you know going into it that it's not great. So that's the rule of thumb. Well, that's the thing too, right? So conceptually, this whole house, when you're in line for it, Chucky is literally like, oh, they, the guys at Universal approached me and wanted me to make a haunted house. So I did, and I made a haunted house, but then they like censored half of it, and I couldn't do the stuff that I wanted to do. And they're not even killing people. Right, they're not even killing people. Like, what's the point? And it's, and see, right off, right off the rip, they're they're censoring him, which is literally yeah. like this and is Chucky. Like that's he's half known... his joke is like, right. what are you doing? Read my fucking contract, right? And they bleep out when he's cursing, right? So. so like right off the rip, it's like, uh, oh, okay. And then this is the part that bothered me. So in the in the queue, well, they... I mean, this part of the queue is the garage of Fast and Furious, yeah. just to set the mood for the folks out there. Is like the the house takes place in the line for Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. and also next to the show building. But yeah. the garage where the cars are just sitting around and it's usually got bumping music. No, no. Now we got TVs of Chucky telling you the backstory to the house. Yes. And it is. So I think one of the things that's like a little upsetting to me about this one is that the there's like a video in the queue that like plays where it's like him talking We're and all that. Talking. Yeah. But it also shows him like killing all of these people. I guess from the TV show, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched the TV I, show. this I hear this bo- this concept and even parts of the house borrowed heavily from his TV show on Sci-Fi USA. Right. Like that. Yeah. Now here's the part that like just made me sad because you, when you're going through the house, in the Q video they show you like all these people getting murdered in like gruesome and creative ways, like almost like Final Destinationing this shit. Yeah. And when you go to the house, you just see them get murdered the same way again. Like, there's there's no... Like, it's like, oh, look, this guy died because he was cut in half. And it's like, oh, look, we're in the house, and there's Chucky there's the with a chainsaw. cutting someone in half. Like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Was there... Did we do anything new for the house? Like, is it literally just a direct rehash of what we just saw in the queue? And it turns out, uh, yes. Um, also... This house, in my opinion, is the worst in terms of just straight pacing. So last year, this house was the uh, Blumhouse area. Yeah, which, which I was... just pronounced properly. I just realized that I didn't want to. I didn't want to break your concentration because yes. you killed it. You did. Um, you did such a good job. 
I kept calling it Bloom House for like the past like nine years. Or well, you'll do it again, but but you did. You said it right that time, folks. Listen back real quick. You did. (laughs) So, but you're right. This was the Blumhouse double feature where it had that hard break in the middle where we went outside and everyone goes, "Well, that was weird." Well, now we start the second half of the house, which is something different. Right, and it made sense. Made sense for them to do it. Not so much for Chucky. No, Chucky did the same formula, especially because that sort of gap area is very narrow and very tiny. So, like, you get out of this section of the house, and it's like, oh, okay, like, we're outside now. And then it's like, oh, no, there's more of the house. There's more of this. And what made it worse for this house, too, is also also in the house, there are many points where it's just, there's a TV screen in a blank sort of hallway, mm-hmm. which feels like a waste of space, or there's trying to fill space. This, this house felt very Unfocused, empty. yeah. And just... I don't know. It just I mean, the dolls feel good. The dolls were fine for the most part every now and then. Because this is a house that I, I hate myself for saying this. This is a house I've done three times, and it's because we knew somebody working in it. <laughs> and the first time we went through, we just missed seeing them, so we had to go back in. Of course, of course. And then the last time I did it, I was with somebody who hadn't done it yet, and I was like, "All right, how long is it? Twenty minutes? I'll do it." Yeah, and, and it's this is one of those houses that I I guess the the branding for Chucky is way bigger than I ever was interested in because like it, this house routinely commands like a seventy to ninety minute wait every night. Well, I think real Chucky fans are the generation above us, right? And like the people younger than or people our age and younger, are just like the lore of Chucky, or like they know he's a horror character. But even so, nobody's calling this their favorite house. No, no. As a matter of fact, I don't think... So there are some years at Universal's, like Halloween Horror Nights, where there are people that are like, oh, I disagree about this, and I disagree about that. Pretty much every bit of discourse that I've seen around Horror Nights this year has pretty much universally agreed that this is the worst house of this year. And again, knowing that it's bad going into it makes it a better experience. Which, like, again, I, yeah. I suppose if you, like, lean into, like, the campiness of it, where it's like, oh, like, there's a killer doll in here. Yeah, But yeah, then, yeah. like, why wouldn't they do, like, an Annabelle house? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, Ooh, like... Annabelle. Which would be yeah. so... If they did, like, a Conjuring house, dude, can you imagine? I can. That's the fun part. Oh, that'd be so cool. Uh, um, but, like... But, the, yeah, the it killer, just doesn't feel good. I mean, it was fine because you saw him in areas, and then even sometimes he'd pop up as, you know, hand puppet. Or, well, I shouldn't say hand puppet, but, like, somebody is clearly... yeah popping him in as a puppet they've got on their hand or like, you know, so like it was fine for that aspect and things like that. Mm -hmm. But again, it did feel disjointed and it felt empty at times and it just, I don't know. Yeah. The end, the ending was, the ending was kind of good with like the multiple black rooms where it's like, you got to walk through what felt like just mud flaps on the back of a truck. Yeah. And then you get through that and then it's Chucky with the bomb. Yeah. (laughs) So that one, was I found that to be funny. I did um, there there was one actual moment that did get a chuckle out of me, which is um at the end of the house there is a there's a, a ticker. Yeah, of how many counts people of how many people he's killed. Uh-huh. Um I found this out the other day. Apparently that ticker actually updates every night. Good. Because they count how many people leave the house. 
So like that's like you getting killed yeah, yeah, by yeah. Chucky. Yeah. I just thought that was like kind of funny. That's, like, that's a good cool. tie-in because yeah. that's what I asked the person who's with me. I was like, "Did that go up?" He goes, "Did what go up?" Like, the the ticker. He goes, "What ticker?" I'm like, "You missed the ticker. <laughs> this big prominent, <laughs> this ticker. giant thing above the door with the doll <laughs> next to it. You missed it." Uh, he goes, "I guess." And I was like, "Oh my god!" So like, yeah, that was no help. But <laughs> well, I I don't know about you, but like I don't. I just don't. I don't really have a lot to talk about with Chucky, to be honest with you. No, I've said I've said as many nice things as I can. Yeah. Um. So it just it felt like a meh, meh, meh. Yeah. Just, just. Of all the houses that I've oh, been in, but, it's uh, definitely one of them. It is definitely one of them. My favorite thing, and this guy got roasted on the Universal Passholder page. He goes, he goes, that is by far the worst house I've been to at Halloween Horror Nights, and I've been going for three years. And everybody's like, Oof. oh, wow, you've been going for three years? <laughs> it's like, you must be an expert on Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> and, like, and then people are like, buddy, you missed this one from this year, and this one from this year, and this one from this year. The dude got roasted for trying to make a point. And it was I pretty, mean, pretty, pretty funny. It's really bad, though. Well, I mean, I could probably look up, <laughs> I could probably look up the houses the last three years. And Hellblock would Horror be... might be a little bit lower. But well, even Hellblock you know, Horror Hellblock felt... Horror had its moments. I mean, I could yeah. probably... One from last year, I'm sure, was below Chucky, but I can't think of which one it was. Probably for the best. And remember uh, the Siren or the uh, Nightingales? Nightingales Bloodsport from like 2019 or 18? Oh, yeah. With the Gladiators? That was terrible. It was terrible, but even then, I would still argue that it felt like a more cohesive house. Ugh. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, like it was if, a bad house. If but it was I have to like... choose one house to do right now between Nightingale, Bloodsport, and Chucky, I think I'd rather do Chucky. Rather do Chucky? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's that's just me being honest. But I feel like there's another house last year I could have put below this. But I maybe I put... maybe Coven. Oh. Uh, but Coven had really great yeah, set pieces, though. Yeah, that was the other house I yeah. was thinking of. Oh, Coven. That makes me sad. Yeah, Coven had such a... I'd still rather do Coven, now that I think about it. Yeah, Coven was a better house. Because there's a part of my brain that knows, like, the first half of the house was good, and maybe the second half will be better this time, Mike. I can change. It can change. We can can fix it. This can work. Just give me more time. Oh, oh, so I'm really tearing up. Coven sucked. All yeah, right, let's moving on. let's uh, let's let's go on. So, um, at number nine, this is where our list might already start to diverge. All right, so let's start with you and see what I got. So I put Darkest Deal. Okay, I did not. I did not. Interesting. Uh, my number nine is, and this will get some. This will cause some controversy for some folks. Blood Moon, Dark. Um, what's it called? Blood Moon. Really? Dark offering. Yeah. Yeah. See? Good. Good. This is good. This is good. But my reasons are my own. I know that for a fact. So I'll let you start. Which one do you want to do first? Okay, um, which one pops up on your list? Uh, okay, I will tell you right now. Yeah. Blood Moon for me. Is that in your top five? It's number six. Okay, so I've got Darkest Deal. And I have Blood Moon above two houses, which I think are going to upset quite a lot of people. You know what? Let's just talk about dark or darkest deal now, then, and um, I'll tell ta- I'll tell you what number it is when we get there on my list. So, darkest deal. Let's just talk about it. darkest deal. Uh, this is located behind Men in Black. Mm-hmm. It's about a musician uh, yeah. who sells his soul to the devil. Yep, based off of a I don't want to say true story, but a true rumor, like yep. an actual an actual legend. But uh, the name of our, music, our musician here is a guitarist named Pine Straw Spruce. Mm-hmm. 
which might be the dumbest fake name I've ever heard. <laughs> like so, they, they made this up and this is what they came up with. Let me tell you. We know about... what a spruce is. It's a tree and a pine straw is a needle from a pine tree. Mm-hmm. But who the fuck's named pine straw? I mean, if you look back at like what old jazz lessons were named, like it's, you know, I don't know. It, but anyway, that took me out of this house immediately. I'll just say that I have this house ranked a lot higher on my list than Mike does at number nine. But that going into this house, I went, I don't care for this gentleman. He's not real. No one I care about is ever going to be named Pine Straw. So I have Darkest Deal at number nine, not because of the name. <laughs> I have I have Darkest Deal at nine because I genuinely think that this house starts out incredibly strong Mm -hmm. like incredibly strong you're instantly transported into like the bayou and like there's there's a jazz club before you even walk into the house they have uh you know the the outside is all modified to be like Mm -hmm. rural mississippi yes and there's even an outhouse that looks suspiciously like the outhouse from shrek yes it does that's where our king is from (laughs) like every everybody has pointed that out Mm -hmm. and did they have the a shrek outhouse in this park already they did not. I didn't think they did. Although. Again, this is going to be a Mandela effect moment where everyone's like, oh, it was in here. No, oh, it was in here. They, and I go, I don't think it was. Yeah. But um, apparently, I don't know how true this is, but apparently, so they're they're, re, they're rebuilding the entire kids, area. kids zone area in the yeah. back of the park right now. And apparently they're going to have a dedicated uh, Shrek and Donkey meet and greet like they used to have. Uh-huh. But you, when... When you go to meet them, there's going to be like a dedicated like Shrek's swamp area. So this could be moved. So there. I suspect that after Horror Nights is over, they're gonna they're gonna move it there. And ah, make that. okay. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea because everyone was trying to say it was like, oh, this was in the queue for Shrek 4D, and I go, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't. Oh, this was at his meeting greet. And I go, I don't think it was. No, it oh, this was, was at the DreamWorks dance party. No, was stop, it? Stop I wasn't it. there. It <laughs> might have <it>. been. <laughs> so again, everybody's saying this has existed already, and or this was somewhere else, but nobody can agree on where it was. And I'm just like, I I don't think this was here. So. That, so that's how you get into the house. You go, <laughs> yeah. You you go through the outhouse. Um, so darkest deal, and then starts out so strong with the cornfield. Yeah, it's there's like a cornfield. You go into a jazz club. We it's call really him cool. the collector. No, mm-hmm. we don't call him the devil. We call him the collector. And then everything kind of starts to devolve very quickly. Like the the characters get more and more demonic. Like the musician gets more and more demonic as like more of his soul is taken. Mm-hmm. You actually get to see the demon two or three times. The actual yes. demon, not his human form. But yeah. But by the time you get to the end, it, it it runs into that same issue of it just feels kind of like unfocused. Like you've got all these big moments with the jazz club. They've got like little audio clips where like the musician Pine Straw is literally just like, I'm, I'm slowly losing more and more of myself and I don't know what's going on. Yep. And... and you know, like you go, you go into the same bar a couple of times, and mm-hmm. the patrons like keep changing, and they like keep getting... changing, and they're they're clearly right observing they're... for the collector, right? Yeah, and by the time you get to the end, you get the part where like his soul finally gets harvested, uh huh. Allegedly, like, that's that's the end of the house. I say allegedly because I've done this house twice. One night we just missed it, and the other the next night he wasn't even on stage. Oof. Yeah, and I went, "You got to be kidding me." 
I mean, it is really cool when it does happen because, like, well, that's what everyone keeps saying, Mike. <laughs> yeah, cause, like, Literally, everybody goes, "Oh, it's the coolest part of the house." <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is the coolest part of the house. Well, I'll tell you what, sensitive just, bastards. Just like Chucky, I don't really have a lot to talk about with this one. So why don't you tell me why you put Blood Moon in ninth place? <sighs> yeah, you're right. I can get back to the darkest deal later. Blood Moon's in ninth place for a couple of reasons. Um, those reasons are my eyeballs. They're not great. <laughs> Mike is laughing and okay. he should. Okay, because it's really dark in there. No shit. Not only is it really dark, it's lit in red. You know, the color you light a photography studio when you don't want the film to be exposed to light. <laughs> so okay. let's start off there. Poor Rob can't see. No shit. And you know what they did? This is the only line, the only line in the entire park where they put it in a studio, which is great for rain, but it's a fully lit studio, so you don't adjust to the dark anymore. You are adjusted to the night before you go in the studio. Now you're not adjusted to the night, and then they put you in a house that's black and red. What did you want me to see? So maybe next time. Yeah. You ask them if you can just kind of wait. Off to oh the my side god! To let your eyes adjust. So because oh this god. house has moments where I go, this is a big room, and I know it's a big room, but God help me if I can tell you what's going on in it. Or god. Like, and the second time I went through it, I actually started to realize things were happening in certain spots, and I go, "Oh, there's a bell tower. I get it. Okay, cool, cool, cool." It's like there's a guy up there. Couldn't have told you. Couldn't have told you. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, I put Chucky as 10 under a house that I can't see in. I mean, if that is an indicator of how garbage that house is. Okay. Because the thing is, I like the story of Blood Moon going into it. And the funny thing is, the audio I was listening to is actually the same audio they put in this house. And I was like, oh, I love that for me. So I can go back and revisit this house more and more and more as the years go. But, like, I am missing literally... All of it. Sixty uh, percent yeah. of this house goes over my head easily. What a shame. Yeah. Oh man, because there are a couple of like genuine this so Blood Moon, in my opinion. You want is... we can get to this when we get to your part of the list then, because this is me just getting at all my gripes right now. Okay. And then right. I can join you in saying what I like about it later. But okay. right now so that's why it's nine for me. All right. So <laughs> we'll we'll get to that when we get to it later. Um Okay. This is where I think I'm gonna start to lose a lot of people. Okay. My number eight house uh-huh. was Dueling Dragons. Mike, winner, winner, chicken dinner. That was also my number eight house. Okay. Perfect. Let's do this. All right. So I think Dueling Dragons was one of the most visually impressive houses that they've had this year. But it's also one of the worst thematic ones and one of the worst mm. scare-based ones. Okay. So the whole idea behind Dueling Dragons, if you're not familiar with it at this point, is that Merlin um, basically needs to, like, fend off the forces of darkness. Yes, the two warlocks, Blizzrock and Pyrock, one is a ice warlock, one's a fire warlock. I'll let you guess which is which. Yeah. And And he's, he's like... He's been enchanted by the Lady of the Lake, Mm -hmm. whose motives I am unfamiliar with why she's doing this. Because in any other... Camelot story. Ah, yeah, whatever. Right. It we'll doesn't, get it doesn't really matter. But like, yeah, she's bewitched him to turn into a tree. Yes. Now, this is an interesting house in the sense that not only does it have, you know, sort of like lore implications from 
like actual Merlin stories. Correct. But it also has a direct relation to the Universal Parks. Mm-hmm. So which before, is why everyone was excited, me especially. Right. Yeah. Before the Lost Continent was a thing, it used to be called. Merlinwood. Well, that was a section of the Lost Continent. Yeah. Yeah, because the Lost Continent was so great, you guys. You all missed it. You really did. Unfortunately, Harry Potter came in and made it better. But yeah. it also, <laughs> it, it, it neutered the Lost Continent is what happened. So what's really fascinating about it is that when you walk into the house, you're, you're given these like two tapestries that kind of like explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then you round the corner and you have this first visually just amazing set piece because they literally used to have an entrance to the subsection of the Lost Continent. Yep. Um, where when you would get into Merlinwood, there was this big-ass big tree, tree that was kind of shaped like, uh, you know, maybe like a wizard-looking dude. Yeah. And when you go into this house, you see this this 30-foot-tall, towering Merlinwood entrance structure, and you're just like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. It's, it's right there. Yeah. Like, it's just right there. And... It's just so damn cool to like go through that section of it, and again, visually, this whole house is oh yeah really damn cool. You start with that, then you go just in, now you're officially in the house, and you make that quick right, and then you see like the lighting effects, the projection lighting, yes, of the the spell here, spell here, as you're going in between trees and fog, and it's like you're right, it it looks really good. It's really cool, but. But it's just not, it's not a very scary house. It's not, and you can see a lot of the performers. It's loud as fuck. Yeah, there's a lot of sound. It is extremely loud in that house. Like, look, a lot of the houses, you know, they rely upon, like, heavy, oppressive sound to, like, generate atmosphere. But this is, you know, the whole point of them is that they're, like, fighting each other. Yeah. So, like, you hear the sounds of battle going on. Like, you hear them, like, crying out to each other Mm -hmm. and, like, yelling and screaming. So, like, I guess if what their plan was to try and, like distract you the the person coming in there so that you wouldn't notice when the scare scare things are happening which, but like which good theory by nature of this house's design you can see them all you coming. can you can i i would say this house more than any other house that i've ever encountered in horror nights has like a very distinct like oh there's like something will happen here kind of like layout mm-hmm. um because as we get in some of the later houses they they really did a lot of amazing work with mirrors this year which can hide a lot of the way that previous stuff was set up. But like this house, just by nature of how it's designed and the path you have to take on it, is very much like, oh, there's an alcove over there. Like, yeah, got to be something there. Yeah. There's and nothing the big... there or there. So when I turn a corner, there's going to be something right, right there. Yep. Right. Gotcha. And like the big, the big hook of this house is that there are four possible endings to it. But to be honest with you, there aren't really four possible endings. It's more it's just two endings that two can be endings mirrored with an on each other. Third, yeah. 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 So like when you get all the way to the end of the house, the whole tagline is like choose thy fate. So like you basically yeah, choose the old fire coaster or ice. before you got on, you mm-hmm. could choose yeah, the blue or the red, and that's the same here with the ending. Yeah. Choose, choose, choose. So you get to the end and the two endings are regardless of which side you go on, if you go down the fire side, then you have the chance of having the fire wizard win or the ice wizard win. And then if you go to the other side, you have the chance of the ice wizard winning or the fire wizard no, winning. Or Merlin. Or Merlin. Merlin, yeah. And Merlin shows up incredibly rarely. I You say that, I'll pull up my list in a second, but you say that, I think I've gotten him three times. 
how many times you've been on the house. Five. Because I've done the house six times now, and I've gotten Merlin once. But... Okay, I've gotten Merlin twice. I've done the house five times. Okay. I mean, I just... I don't know. It, this This whole house, to me, kind of felt like a lot of it was just like, hey... You, 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 you remember, remember? You remember what remember? it was like? Remember what it I was remember. like? <laughs> yeah, that because again, this—that's the reason why I kept wanting to do it over and over. I was like, no, 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 I, I missed something. I missked something. Oh no, no, this time it's going to be a little right. It's like, oh, I got to catch a different ending. So like, it kept bringing me back in. But after the third or fourth time, I was like, oh man, I don't. This house isn't as high as I wanted it to be. Right. Like it's just not. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't kind of do it. And the set pieces look great. Um, the visuals that were a throwback to the line and the old ride were great. Um, most people seem to miss the two dragons fighting mm-hmm. on top of the castle. Yep, that's yeah. the thing. Most people seem to miss that. Yeah, because I think most people are more focused on like... The castle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you miss the two dragons above it. Just just doing it out. Uh, Get boy. it? Doing dragons? Uh, so, anyway... Uh, yeah, so uh, again, this was a great house for me personally, nostalgia-wise, because I, I do remember the old Dueling Dragons. I remember the old Q. Right. But there wasn't, there needed to be more skeletons. That was my, my first note was, not <laughs> enough skeletons. Well, there's like a dead fairy in the first part of the castle. Mike, a third of the old Q was just skeletons. <laughs> so uh, again, not enough, not enough skeletons for Rob. Um, and not enough dragons. We wanted the dragons portion a little earlier, maybe, or because uh, yeah. I mean, there's only like one real dragon moment that like shows up. Which exactly. Is, you know, which is so. No. Yeah. Uh, it was again. This house. This house looks great. It does. It also felt short. It really feels short. Yeah, it's very short. But again, I think that's just because of like the whole like different endings. Different part. endings, but yeah. even the different endings wasn't a long portion of the house. Yeah, I maybe it took up more space than I realized, but yeah. Uh, so this, this one I had high hopes for, and it just it didn't pan out. But again, not a terrible house. Just, and I guess I should say from this point on, my list is: Hey, all these houses I like. Yeah, I will say that like like I, even Blood Moon, I don't hate, but I just I can't see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I'd say from this point onwards, these are definitely houses that. I enjoyed going through, but there's an objective difference in quality, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, yep. for example, and again, I think I'm going to lose a lot of people here. I put Stranger Things as my seventh ranked house this year. Boom. Also my number seven house No this shit. Year. Look at this. Yeah. All right. Now we're cooking. So let's talk about Stranger Things. Let's um, talk about Stranger Things, Chapter 4, Curse okay. of Vecna. Yes. So right off the rip. This is based upon the fourth season, or Stranger Things 4, yep. um, and it's the first time that they've done a Stranger Things house in four years. Uh, yes, yes. Because uh, when they did the second, second Stranger house. Things house, it was right after season three had come out in 2019, mm-hmm. and as a result, the house was like 90% season two. And then literally one scene from season three when they're fighting yeah. the mind flayer yeah, at the yeah, Starcore Amazing. Ball, yeah. Which was yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah. It was so damn cool because it was like a full size like mind flayer, like it was like forty feet tall. It was so damn cool. Um and then we get this house. Now, let me preface this really quick. I think the fourth season of Stranger Things 
is arguably the second best season of the entire show. It's I, such a damn good season. I don't know how to rank the seasons, and I don't know how some people can stand on the table one way or another. I just I like them all. I like all four of them really well. I don't make me don't make me choose. Don't make me choose. Okay. Um. But but season four was so everywhere. That yes. I said going into this house, I'm not sure what they're going to do. And you even said, are they going to bring elements of season three? And I said, I don't think so because there's so many things in season four to right. choose from. And their answer to that was, let's just tell one part of season four. Like, right. They cut out 65% of the season storylines. Yes, but I think they had to do that out of necessity, but also because... So here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that Stranger Things 4 was actually a good season to attempt to adapt to a house. No. Because season four, more than any of the other previous series of Stranger Things, is less about, like, the cosmic horror of what's happening to our world and more about, like, the deeply personal stories of the characters within that world. True. Because, like, a lot of it has to deal with, like, emotional trauma. Right. Like, there's only two real storylines I could see them going through here, and that's Russian Prison or Curse of Vecna, but I didn't think they'd choose one. I thought that's just the ones they do, because I didn't think we were going to get uh, a road trip with Argyle Mm -hmm. to go to the desert to look at just dead Papa lying, oh, spoiler alert, lying in the sand. Like, right. I didn't think we were going to get that, and we didn't. We didn't. I didn't think we were actually going to go to the roller skate rink. I wanted to, but we didn't. We didn't. There's you only know? one mention of the basketball team in the, I, in, in I, the entirety of exactly, this Exactly, exactly. The second time I went through it, I said to the person next to me, go, was anybody from the basketball team even in this house? And we're talking about the curse of Vecna. One moment. Yeah. There's one moment where um, the the villain, the big, the popular, uh, we'll just call him Brad. I don't know. I forget what, his name. Yeah, blonde guy, pretty, pretty boy McBrad. You know, um, he's he, from the '80s and yeah, he's a villain, so of course he's blonde. Right. So anyway, there's like one moment with him, and then literally in the house, the very next time you see him, which is like six feet away, is when his body gets like fucking dissolved when the upside down opens. Which like, listen, I'm not even gonna front. Obviously, the dude's a piece of shit from like the context of the story, but like, damn, that's that's a rough way to go. He's only a piece of shit from our side of the story. Right, yeah. right. Like, I... Anyway. anyway. So, sure not, not to defend him, but I'm going to defend him. Yeah. Because everyone everyone piles on him. Is like, well, what'd you expect? So, the major, I'll, I'll, the major pros to this house, the set design is fucking phenomenal. It is really good. They did a really good job of recreating some things. You can absolutely tell that they were like, we've got, like, a blue sky budget. Yeah. Let's go nuts with we've it. We've got that Netflix money. Right. Look out. Like, the Vecna costumes in particular mm-hmm. are so damn good. Mm-hmm. So damn good. Uh, the set design is really cool. Um, like they, Eddie's, Eddie's trailer? Yeah. Pretty amazing. great. Oh, if you like Eddie, don't worry. He's everywhere. Yeah. Eddie yeah. is everywhere, which is awesome. We love that because Eddie fucking rocks. And, Literally. of course, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for the show and the, uh, and the house. And the house. But... Yeah. Um, one of the last scenes that you see is Dustin and Eddie fighting off the demo bats, which is amazing. You don't and actually... they don't hold guitars. Yeah, they they don't. The guitars are just sitting there on the stage, mm-hmm. and they're just not hold. Yeah, yeah. Very but rare. you do hear Master of Puppets playing on repeat, which is yeah, yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Which, we love which that. somebody tried to convince us that wasn't the song that was in the house. I'm like, no, it's a hundred percent the song that was in the house. That's literally the whole because point. they got mad. They're like, and they didn't have Master of Puppets. I was like, no, what are you talking about? Right, that's they, totally the whole they point. They totally have master puppets. Yeah. 
Uh, and then literally the next scene, we see the Demobats and Eddie. Yeah, Yeesh. but there's there's so like there's so many good like set piece moments here, like uh, the upside down scene where In like the trailer they, with Nancy. Yeah, they have they have like a rope that dangles from the ceiling, and if you look up, they've got like Gaten Matazaro's like like it's Dustin. He's just right there, and it's yeah. it's, it's it's so cool. It's yeah. like that's very, something very cool. something I missed the first time through, and something I realized many people also missed too. Yep. It's like just just. Just, look just up. take a second. He's right there. <laughs> He's right there. Yeah. yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I think, again, because there's this sort of like disconnect between like how scary can this actually be? Because a lot of the threat of Vecna is in like this very like this very slow, slow deliberate. It's like, personal. Yes. Yeah. Like he takes time to hunt people down like it, you can't really translate that well no. to this kind of house. So, I, I mean, again, they put the the sets were great. The sets were great, but they weren't. The scares were few and far between for reasons thematically. It just didn't make sense to have them there. Um, and then, oh, my other knock on uh, if you uh, if you wanted to hear plenty of Kate Bush's running up that hill. You don't. You don't really. At you, all. You can barely hear it in one spot, and you might catch it on the end if the loop is right. Yeah. That's like, it. it's it just doesn't... It's I don't know. Yeah. It's... Uh, Very cool house. For, for what but, it... Yeah. For, yeah. This was... this For what it did well, it, it also left a lot to be desired. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a great way to describe it. Yeah. That's that's what I can say. But again, lots of Eddie, lots of Vecna. Mm-hmm. Good job on both those accounts. It just... Something was missing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on was, to number, seven. number six. Yeah. So this is where I put Blood Moon. What did you have here? Uh, ooh. Uh, for number six, I have Last of Us. Last of Us. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get your positive thoughts on Blood Moon. Let's get those out of the way. All right. So um, seeing as I can actually see the house. Correct. Um, and there, there were parts in there I could kind of tell what was going on, but never enough to be like, if I had to fill out a witness statement, I'd, I'd laugh. So in my opinion... Blood Moon feels the most related to Dead Man's from last year. That's the vibe I was getting from yeah. the set structure. It feels like um, it's very similar from a structural perspective as to what Dead Man's was going for last year. And what I mean by that is that this house in particular has a lot of wood vertical moments. There's oh. a lot of, well, yes, wood. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like vertical moments. Um, there's a part where you can see a guy like ringing a bell at the top that yeah, like you I can kind that. of like view a couple of times. There is one moment where, and this, I always thought this was particularly cool, but like you walk into one section of the house and about maybe 50 feet away from you, you can actually see people emerging from a structure on the right and then continuing deeper into the house. But there's no immediate way that you can see how they get there. And the reason for that is because when you walk in, you see this village laid out in front of you and there are people emerging from the right-hand side of the room going into the left-hand side of the room. Okay. But the path that you're taking is also going to the left. So like you're looking at this and you're like, how the fuck am I going to wind up over there? Oh, okay, and I see what you're saying. It's the way they do it is really damn cool because you get routed down like two like side alleys, and then like you go through this section that's like cleverly designed as like a storefront, and you, you like your brain just doesn't process it. 
like your brain doesn't really understand what's going on until like you're on the other end and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> this is how I ended up here. Like, damn, look at this. The um, I really like the uh the monster design in this one, or not monster design, but the uh the the implication of the monster design on this one, okay. because like a lot of the characters are basically just just basic... colo- colonial people. Yeah, and. And they're, something's gone wrong, and like they've they've bought something that they shouldn't have. No, no, they've they're, summoned something that they shouldn't have. It's there's it's the harvest has been bad, or yeah. or something. Times they are bad. It. Times are bad, and someone says we need there must be sacrifice. There must be, da, da, da. and then the blood moon happens, which they take as the sign to mm-hmm. cleanse or purge the yeah colony of the non-believers, and yeah. But then what they do. And see, this is one of the reasons why, in, in my opinion, this deserves to be as high as it is on the list. But uh, what they do near the end section of it is that, like, they, they've, like, slaughtered a bunch of animals and people. And then, like, when they get to the end, they, like, make, like, an effigy of, like, all of the different things that they've harvested over the course of the ah, house. Ah, okay. And that's, like, one of the last rooms that you're in. That would They make also sense. have... Have you seen Midnight Mass? So they they have like a church scene, Mm -hmm. which is I noticed that it's like you walk in and it's genuinely like, oh, like you get a little shiver down your spine because of like how creepy it looks. And it's just like this. is It's so damn cool. Like they did a really good job. Gotcha. Of making it feel uh, lived in. Like this is like, oh, damn, like this This is actually a little town. Right. Like it feels like a little town. Like they they went with something similar last year when they did the Chupacabra house. Mm-hmm. Where it was like the Spanish village, the little village, yeah. But like, it didn't feel lived in because like there were no people there. But like, this house is literally like at, at certain points you will literally just see like you'll see colon like you'll see colonists like running away from something, and like you don't know what it is, and like there's like this sort of like tension building where it's like you keep getting like closer and closer to the church because that's where the bell is ringing. Mm-hmm. So then like you have this church moment, then you get to the end and there's the effigy in the next room. So, like, it, it kind of builds up to, like, this good, like, ending, which is okay. something that I feel like a lot of houses tend to struggle Don't with. Don't really have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, lots of people <clears throat> said they really, really, really like Blood Moon. It's one of their top houses. And then for me, it's, it's all lost on me. But then, like, what you're saying, the church, the bell tower, these are things I picked up later. And somebody was mentioning the stack stack of bodies. And I was like, stack of bodies? Mm-hmm. The way you put it makes way more sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they literally, like... What's really neat about it is that if you if you're paying attention, you you can see them like harvest things, mm. and then like when you get to the end, like they make an effigy out of like all of the things that they've harvested. Got it. Harvested. Got it. So, all right. So um, that was your number six. And yeah. Was... Did we want to go over the Last of Us, or did we want to save that for when it comes up next? How soon is it coming up next for you? Uh, next. All right, so that's your number five. That is my number five. What's your number five? Uh, Exorcist. Exorcist. Yes. Wow. So let's talk about The Last of Us. My okay. six, your five. So. Uh, I have not played the game. You have. I, I have, have seen the show. Yeah. And you have not. Oh, actually, that's not true anymore. Are you? Oh. Uh, yeah, I finished the show. There we go. All yeah. right, cool. Um, so this. Um, Where were your expectations going into this house? Let's start there. Okay. Because that's half my problem with it. My expectations going into this house, um, I kind of thought initially when they first announced it that it was going to be based off of the TV show. 
because they didn't have any promotional material that they had to show it. They're just like, oh, this is The Last of Us. Okay. Then when the first images first image came, came out, out and it has the like, PlayStation okay, logo, the, yeah, like PlayStation there. logo, yeah. PlayStation characters. I was like, okay, they're doing something based off of the video the game. Video game, yeah, yeah. Great. I can think of a couple different areas where they could conceivably make something like this work. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I was expecting that they did not do. Um, especially as we were getting closer to the event, because they were literally like, oh, like, the characters, like, they bought Troy Baker and... And uh, Andy, uh, uh, Johnson. Ashley yeah, Johnson. Ashley Johnson yeah, to yeah. come in and do Re-record, new lines and, yeah. like, record new scenes. And I was like, oh, damn, like, we're going to see stuff that was not in the games. So my initial thought was, oh, hey, like, the, maybe they'll do, like, what Outbreak Day looks like to kind of, like, give people oh, that are unfamiliar okay. with this franchise... An uh, idea of, of what's going off. on yeah. so that they yeah. know like where to go. And then we can kind of be like, okay, like this is what happened years and years later. And maybe they'll have like a line for that. Um, and they didn't do any of that. Yeah. So mine going into it was I, I haven't played the game, but I've seen the show and they said it was for the game. And immediately I know there's major differences between the two. Uh, maybe not major, but enough differences to where you should know. Well, you know, why they wear masks in the game. They don't wear them in the show. Yes. And, and flying spores and things like that. But, like, they said, okay, we start off in the Pittsburgh area. And I immediately I go, Pittsburgh's not in the show, but there is a Kansas City area in the show, and I hear it's similar. And so I say, okay, we're starting off there. Where are we going to go? And the answer is nowhere, nowhere else. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the only thing we're doing. Here we so, go. Yeah. So, so the that, house... When the yeah. house ended, I went... That can't be it. The house starts off with a bang because it starts off with the part in the game where they they crash their truck and then, like, Joel yeah. has to basically fight a bunch of, like, scavengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they escape from the scavengers, they have this whole segment where, like, they have to go through, like, some heavily infected areas outside of the Pittsburgh quarantine zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right off the rip, I I think this house in particular is important to establish that I had to kind of temper my expectations from the beginning when I was outside of it. Right, because okay. I also had a bad experience outside, but we have different experiences. So my thing is this. Um, in previous years, when they've done some IP houses where like they've set up the queue to be part of the experience, mm-hmm. well, they'll play like certain songs or like... So like last year when they did their Universal Monsters house last year, they were playing like... Like oh like news today like there's oh, there's yeah, this yeah. thing that's like happening in Egypt you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're like oh yeah. okay damn like okay they're they're setting up a little bit they're setting up a little bit of world building for yep, it like yep. okay cool so the reason I mention that is because when you're in the queue for this one the only audio that they have playing is the main theme song over and over fine. again yeah but the main theme song is like a minute and a half long and they just dun, keep dun, dun, playing it dun, over dun, and over and over bu- again bu- bu- and it's bu- like bu- oh. Okay. Yeah. But then, like, every, like, six or seven minutes, they have, like, an announcement, like a Pittsburgh quarantine announcement. It sounds like somebody with a megaphone. Right. They're like, they're like, any Fedra agents, like, come out, like, we're going to hunt you down. And it's like, okay, cool. But, like, there's literally nothing outside to reinforce this idea that you're in a quarantine zone. There's no external buildings. There's no... Not only that, Mike, three-fourths of any announcements they said, I... You can't hear I couldn't tell you what they were saying. Right. 
because it's too quiet because the damn music is so fucking loud. Which isn't even loud music. Like it's I not. don't I don't know who who <laughs> whoever did the sound mixing needs to be fired. Uh, it was it was bad. It yeah. was bad. Cuz at least I knew all this going into the house, so none of this was a shock to me. Right. But like you're saying, how does this set this up for the casual viewer? Yeah. yeah. So you go into the house and if you're a fan of the games, there's a ton of really cool little nods to the games. There's also a reference to Uncharted, which is um, another PlayStation franchise um, that Naughty Dog uh, helped create. So, like, that's really cool. Were um, there any uh, Crash Bandicoot references? I, I didn't see any. Because Naughty Dog, famously, that's yeah. how they got started. Was there any Jack and Daxter? I didn't see any there either. Ah, shoot. Yeah. You I mean, I, I guess I'd have to second. go through it again. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Anyway, Uncharted. So, yeah, my expectations for this house, since it was based off of the game, I had a little bit more hope for it than if it had been based off of the TV show. Mm. Don't get me wrong, the TV show was really good, but there are some things that they had to change for the TV show, which make more sense for the game, obviously don't translate as well to the camera. So the biggest example of that is the spores. So in the game world of The Last of Us, the whole reason that the infection was as serious as it was, was because you literally only had to get the equivalent of around 50 to 60 spores inside your body for the infection to take hold. Yeah, and that includes bringing it in. Right, and most mushrooms just in the real world release thousands if not millions of spores over the course of a single day. It's like that's why the cordyceps fungus was like such a huge deal Mm -hmm. and also kind of helps explain why like humanity hasn't really been able to rebuild because like it's just this. Imagine if COVID was yeah. not only it was actually like, a physical presence of right. buildings and things like that. Right. Well, yeah. Like it if someone sense. died in a building that had COVID with it, it's like, oh great. Well, now the whole fucking building needs to be condemned. And if you breathe in like one tenth of a germ of of COVID, then like that's it. You're done. Like there's no cure. You're going to die. Like yeah. that's what they were going for. So, um. You start off in The Last of Us house by, like, going into the scene where they've crashed their car. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's, like, a convenience store, and it's, like, really dimly lit. Yeah. You see, like, Joel's character. Joel's the and, gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you go into the next couple of scenes, um, you realize, like, very quickly, if you are a person that's played through the games, that, like, this is just, okay, we're just doing Pittsburgh. Like, it's just Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, because... You're kind of like going through the next couple of scenes. There are a couple of, um, they call them runners, which are people that like are infected, but like they've lost their mind, but they haven't like gone to like clicker status yet where they make the clicking noises. Yeah. yeah, So they go through, you go through all of these like admittedly really coolly designed set pieces. The runners look really good. Um, the clickers look fantastic. Yeah, I thought those were good. For me, the big wow moment of the house was the first time you see a bloater, which is the big, the hey, big beefy yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what the house seemed to be building up to. Yeah, because you get to the end of that, and like there, there, there's one on the right hand side of the path mm-hmm. where like there's there's like two like human like dolls on the ground or like human like stand-ins, and like the bloater can literally go up and like grab it, and, like rip one of its heads off, which is just like really damn cool to yeah, see. Yeah. Um, and the again, the costume design is so damn good. It's so good. Like a lot of what they've done in the past with these costume designs is that like it's essentially they're wearing like a set of like overalls or like a coverall sure, that kind sure, of like yeah. goes over their entire body. So you can kind of see where like the rubber doesn't like like fit sometimes, mm-hmm. or like it bunches up in certain areas depending on how tall the actor is. 
And like, I did not get that experience in this house. Like it genuinely felt like, oh shit, like this is like really, really good design for what these guys should look like. Um, and then, yeah, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson did come in and record some new sounds. But then again, we have this issue of, I understand that Halloween Horror Nights... It's going back to the Shucky problem when they censored Shucky, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so there's like this very, there's this scene where like Ellie is like shooting at someone and she says like, die motherfucker. But then there's like a, a, a gunshot, gunshot and it like it drowns out the her. rest of it. But again, you have this issue where like she very clearly stops saying the word motherfucker before the shot goes off so it's not even like it's drowned out it she just says die motherfucker and then then there's a gunshot gunshot, and it's like oh you missed it by like half a second there bud by like half a second close you were so close but also not for nothing like you're at halloween horror nights like who gives a fuck if you're cursing or not like Uh, at this point yeah nobody like and and i don't know if maybe it's just like a sign that like universal is maybe attempting to like make this a, a more, like, I don't know, like, teenager-friendly... One, one line they won't cross. Yeah, like, it's, like, uh, weird, right? Like, it's weird that, like, like they'll we be have like, like, here's a body scenes, getting dismembered, we but have we can't dismem- say the word fuck. Yeah, we have scenes of dismemberment that would get you an R rating. Right. Can't like, say the word fuck, though. Oh, we can't say fuck. Right. So, <clears throat> it, it's... <sighs> yeah. Ultimately, I was disappointed. That's the reason why I have Last of Us like basically right in the middle of the pack because mm. I genuinely did feel like they they had a lot of very good opportunities that they could have done stuff with. Yep. And admittedly, again, if you're a fan of the games in the way that I am where you you can kind of recognize the little references that they put in there. Like there's like there's like notes that show up in game that like show up in the house and the uncharted reference is like um like near the middle of the house there's like a room where you you can see like a poster for like Nathan's underwater uh, like treasure hunting which is the thing that yep. he did in the fourth game like it's like there's all these like little little nods but like if you're not a person who knows any of that no, zoom right past then uh, yeah. I don't know I feel like the house would be disappointing to me even if I didn't know anything about it because a lot of the scares are not scary yeah yeah that's a good point <laughs> uh, so for me it was I expected more story out of this house and not, I knew it was a, the game, but I thought they'd do more with it. Like I thought we'd end up at uh, a survivor's colony or something. Like maybe that's how it ends or something. Okay. Or even the scene with the bloaters, I thought there'd be more grandeur about it. Like I thought it'd be more like a unwinnable situation. Like we must run because this, mm. we cannot do this. Or I thought there'd be more like stuff with tunnels or this, that, and the other. Right. Which again, I, I'm so, so surprised that they didn't do any of that. And and again, the, like I, I had that's my problem with the expectation. I gave this such a grand scope of what it could be and what they can do. Right. And they didn't do that. But what they did was very full and very layered and very good. It was good. Like it is objectively mm-hmm. very well done for what they've done. Even more so than Stranger Things obviously, which is why I have this ranked higher than Stranger Things. Right. Like these sets felt fleshed out. Um they <laughs> felt livable. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it felt livable. It felt like it did feel like we actually were going through a destroyed city. Like, right. All right. Like it, the set design is phenomenal. The costume right. design is phenomenal. The costumes the are great and the actual... people everything in there right. was good, but it's, it's missing it something. It needed more. Yeah, it it's needed missing more, something. It, I feel like it needed either a bigger pop at the end or it just needed more things to pop out at you. Right. 
Uh, but again, this was this was a very well done house. Cannot like if you did this with the lights on tour, you'd be. Floored. Oh my god, I'd, floored. I would love yeah, to yeah. see what it looked like with the lights yeah. on. Yeah, and, and again, I I could say everything positively. I wanted more of this house, and maybe that's on me for expecting it to be more. Yeah, but. All right. Yeah, so that's so. why I got in the middle. Because, again, this was like a Walking Dead house from back in the day where it was just a bit longer with a bigger finale. Oh, my God. And the finale in this house is so bad. Maybe that's part of the reason why I have it so yeah. low. Because, again, when I when I got out of this house, I went, wait, no, that can't be all. Right. Like, so, like it's literally just like, it's Joel. Because it didn't like, feel like it was... At an, an ending. It was, yeah. I it mean, doesn't feel climactic. I know what it was, what it was trying to do, where it was multiple levels. Um, so I guess this house played with verticality too. So it was a multiple level scene of firing and shooting. And it's like, all right, we're, the job's done. We're out of here. But like, was it? it? It never felt like. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, I guess it's time to get out of your baby girl. And it's like, it's like oh, that's the end of the house. It's just right there. Exactly. Okay. Like, I, I felt yeah. underwhelmed when it was over. But. All right, but it was so a now good experience while I was in it. So now we're getting into wait. So you've done your number five. Yeah, what was yours? Oh, uh, Exorcist. You said Exorcist Believer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's funny because I actually have Exorcist at number four. <laughs> Perfect. I see what's going to happen with our list here in a second. <laughs> so Darkest Deal is basically just going to flip at one point, that's, isn't it? That's what, yeah. That's yeah okay. Exactly yeah. Exactly what's happening in a second. So I have Exorcist Believer at five, and you have it at four. Mm-hmm. All um, right. Okay. Before we talk about Exorcist, what's your number four? Darkest Deal. It's Darkest Deal. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So then we have to see so basically our how three, our top three. Yeah, our top three yeah. has all the same houses in it. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually pleasantly surprised about how close. It's a lot closer than I thought it was. Yeah. Be. I was yeah. sitting here looking at this, like thinking, oh, this is going to be like way worse in terms of like where our numbers are. But it looks like we're pretty consistent about that. So, gotcha. all right. Well, then uh, let's talk about Exorcist. Let's talk about Exorcist. This is based off the movie that. Hasn't uh, come out yet. Well, I well, mean, maybe by the time this episode well, but, comes well, out, hundred percent. By the time this episode yeah. comes out, it's in theaters, and I am not going to see it. I thought about it. I really did. This house makes a good case for going to go see this movie, mm-hmm. but then I remember, I don't watch movies like this in theaters. So I, I mean, I do. I love spooky movies, but the so this house, um, in a lot of ways, feels like uh, both a continuation and an homage to the previous exorcist house that we had at horror nights um so this time there's two girls that's right yeah having not seen the movie they call this a trailer house yes but it feels um, like it's going in the order of the events of the film it kind of does what it feels like again we haven't seen it but yeah but yeah right this time there's two girls two girls who go missing two girls that go missing um there's this sort of like uh demon thing demon thing like it's it i don't know if it's pazuzu or not i don't either it's probably not it's like a doll instead of a demon yes and like it comes out and one of the one of the first moments that you see in this house which is really cool is that like the doll actually like rotates Mm -hmm. on the table and um apparently it, it like it's advanced enough to like know how to follow you so like some people it'll it'll like choose a person to follow in and out of the room, which is just like kind of cool. That is cool. Um, I feel like there's somebody under the table with magnets. I mean, it's it's possible, but yeah. um, one of the things that I I have to give this house a ton of credit for um, is the uh, like the the way that they have the set design in this house is that like it's very much like a it's like an old Spanish village I think is what they're aiming for in the beginning, or like somewhere uh, in Spain. Yeah, I wasn't sure where to place it. 
Yeah. Because my first thought was Egypt because of the first movie. And I'm like, wait, but this isn't mm, Egypt. I don't know. An indeterminate country. How about that? Indeterminate. They've got these really cool uh, moments where, like, the, the two girls are, like, screaming and yelling at each other and like you can kind yeah, of like their mom. yeah and you know then then the possessions start and there's black vomit everywhere and people are screaming and yeah. crying there's a holy woman like yeah the the one thing that this house kind of does is that you you do admittedly go through like the same set room like oh. four or five times yes, yes over you do. the course of this house mm-hmm. but what's really cool about it is that every time you go in there it's, it's progressing different. the story of what's happening in the film. Yeah. So like it, it's getting like progressively like darker and more dangerous yep. and like more stuff is happening and all oh, the smell. Oh yeah. Oh the smell. Yeah. Yeah. They can't I don't quite know. pinpoint what that smell is. Uh, okay. Uh, let's just call it atrocious. Yeah. So I don't know what Universal's been doing with in a lab with their with their smellitizers. Because I mean but, we've often made references to the shit house. But yeah. like this isn't just shit yeah this is this is something else so this is it when when you so you don't really notice that the first room that you go into but the second room you go into the uh one of the girls is like literally like floating in midair with like a spew of like black vomit flying out of her body yeah and that's when you notice the smell for the first time and it low-key kind of smells like vomit but it's like also it's like not, baby powder, it's, it's, but also like, know. it's like weird. And it's, like, it's, it adds like a new element to the scene that like really works for it. It's incredibly unpleasant. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then you go through like different portions of, I'm assuming this is the same house. Cause again, like neither no, of us have seen the movie. It's gotta be like, the same house because I do feel like they're pulling off the same trick they did with the exorcist house years ago where it's all right now let's go through the room again now mm-hmm. let's go. and so like we're going down the same hallway multiple times with fake scrim walls yes uh, which was a great trick Holy it was shit. an amazing trick it was so cool i mean this house genuinely like it, it's well designed mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of the houses this year that we have lower ranked on the list have like very obvious like there's something coming up here moments. Yeah, exactly. And this house succeeds in not doing not that. Do, well, not only that, like I was complaining with Chucky, he was like, well, these are these are blank hallways. These are clearly blank mm-hmm. hallways. This house did such a good job of pulling off the scrim trick right. that when we started going down seemingly blank hallways, I was already like, is this a hallway? So it had me on edge the whole time. And half the time, yeah, it was just a hallway. But <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know what was coming half the time in this house. It was... Like damn, very, very, very well, well designed. designed. And there's, and I mentioned this earlier, but like a lot of the houses this year make make use of really good mirror tricks. And one of the houses coming up later that I'll talk about that makes a fantastic usage of this is for monsters. Um, but this house does it too. There's a couple of moments where like you're walking along and like you genuinely can't tell where some of the scares are going to come from, which mm-hmm. is a phenomenal aspect of what makes a good house good. Um, so. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's just, it's it's a really damn good house. I do wish that I understood what the fuck was going on in it. Yeah, I mean, I do. And again, so like the first time I went through it, I go, holy fuck, that house is really well done. Second yeah. time I went through it, I go, I, I, I feel like I feel like it's been hit more if I knew what the story was. Right, if I was, knew it was happening. But it's, it's so good at what it's doing. It's like, ah. And then, yeah, this last like few days I've been going back and forth. Will I go see this movie in theaters? This house is so good. It's making me want to go see the movie. Right. Which, that doesn't we'll happen too often <laughs> with some of these films. Like, um, 
Like I never, I never did go back and watch Freaky. Didn't do it. Still haven't seen it. Uh, the Black Phone, I'm interested in, but I'm not. I don't feel like seeking it out. Right. Um, I feel like there was another movie years ago. Oh, Dracula Untold, back in 2014. Mm. I had no interest to see it, to the point where friends were actually going to see the movie because they were like, "Well, you know, it's at horror nights." I go, "Yeah, I, I've been through the house. I, I don't, care. I don't yeah. need to see the movie." This one, I'm actually very yeah, intrigued. Yeah, it looks very good. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it genuinely looks... And also, like, apparently Linda Blair is going to show up in the film at some point. That's that's what I hear. So, like, uh, I, I would imagine... So there's a tie-in. Yeah. Well, I think it's meant to be, like, a direct sequel. Yeah. Like, I, I think they're basically retconning The Exorcist 2 out of existence. Well, yeah. Classic horror. Yeah. yeah. Well... Yeah, it, how many Halloweens do we have? Uh, how many timelines can you watch them in? Yeah. Well, now, now with the ones with the one with the one that came out in 2018, yeah, they, they have like trilogy. a yeah, they've retconned yeah. the entire thing. So they also retconned the existence of the original Halloween too, which is such a damn good movie. And I don't know, that was a good house too. Yeah, great house. But anyway, but uh, yeah, so this so uh, it's just the way it has you go through rooms and even like the same bedroom multiple times, and it's like it gets progressively. Because, again, like The Exorcist, where I remember the original house we went through, we'd go through the same room, but it always feels like it's the same room, but the child's getting worse. Right. This time, right. every time we go through the room, it's the same room, but everything is worse. Everything is everything. worse, yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. really well done. All right, so before we move on to our top three, did you have anything that you wanted to talk about with Darkest Deal? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say some nice things about Darkest okay, Deal. Okay, let's hear it. So, yeah, uh... Uh, the outhouse out front is funny. And then we <laughs> get king. in. Yeah, we get in. We get in, and then we got the cornfield, and it's like, hey, cornfield. Cornfield's cool. Um, and then we get to the nightclub, and he's, he's he's dancing, he's doing his thing. And it just felt like a fun house to be in. Mm. You know, like, just to vibe in. It's like, you know what? I, I wouldn't mind sitting down here for a little bit and letting everybody pass me while I get a drink. Um, they did not offer that. But it also had some of the best scares, I thought, too. Of all the houses. Um, yeah. The scares uh, were good. The scares were good. And then just, I don't know, the way the clubs were built and the sets, I it looked really good. It had a good feel to it. And the way they kept bringing in the collector character through other people, where you didn't know who he'd be half the time until he turned to you, it just felt good. It felt like a Horror Nights, a classic original property Horror Nights house. Mm. Like... And there's not too many times these days where I can go, you killed it with an OP, and they did. So okay. that's, that's where I'm at with that. But I again, mean, yeah, still I... haven't seen the final, the, the collection of his soul. Still haven't seen that. Everybody keeps raving about it. And that I still have this house at number four because I think that when I finally do see that, I will agree this is number four for me. Like the, the strength of it alone is just yeah. enough to, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, this house, this house again, I, I would put it over Stranger Things. As is, and I still haven't seen that uh, the reclaim or the payment. Yeah, the payment. Yeah. All right. So that's that's all the good things I have to say about Darkest Deal for now. All right. All so, right. so now we have our top three. We have yeah. the same ones in our top three. We the have order is we have a few minutes to uh, bang out our top three here, Rob. Uh-huh. So let's start with number three. I put Oddfellow. Same. Okay. Good. Good job. Watch this list be the exact same. We just, just we just moved one. What? That's what it's come down to. We swapped two houses, and that's all. That's oh my god. Wait, do you want to tell me what your two and one are? Sure. 
My number two is Monsters. Yeah. Oh, my number two. Oh, okay. So, okay. All right. All right. So, we, okay. So, we do have some change. Okay. Okay. All right. Dr. All right. Oddfellows. <clears throat> Oddfellows. What was the full one? Carnival uh, Dr. Oddfellows, Carnival of Terror. No, that's not it. No. Collect? No. Wait, 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 wait. I was going to say, I could just look it up. It's right anyway, in front of me. Anyway, so Dr. Oddfellows is a tent house, and we were wondering what the hell is happening with this white tent. Turns out they're just going to light it. So it looks like it looks like an a old circus circus tent from the twenties and thirties. Twisted yellow, origins, twisted origins. Yeah. Thank you. Yellow and red lighting, and just oh, I guess my first thing I'd say of this house is we walk through a lot of blankets before we even get into the tent. Because every time we went through a blanket, I was like, "All right, here we go," and we're through a blanket, and we're yep. still outside, still outside, and we're going to another blanket. I'm like, "What are we doing?" But like, it works though. Yeah, it works. It's it so cool. Pisses me off. Um. So Get in the house. This house. Wait an hour and a half. If you do not like clowns, and do I, not go to this house. There are people I, I've been to these houses with who refuse to do this house because of that. So I only recently did this house this weekend. Yeah, if you don't and, like clowns, yeah. don't go to this house. If you don't like being um, claustrophobic, this is also not the house for you. Yes, this house is very, very narrow, tight. very windy, um, very much like a... You are... Taking a lot of like twists and turns to get to your destination because uh, it's a tent house. They don't have a lot of room to work with. Uh, yeah, but they did very well. They did extremely space. well yeah. in their space. Um, there's a lot of really cool like wow moments in this one. One thing that I really enjoyed about this house in particular was that um, I don't know if you know this or not, but Jack and Chance both have an option to show up as, uh, as characters in this house. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. So um, in the in the Horror Nights lore, like Dr. Oddfellow is the person who created Jack the Clown. Unintentionally. And, uh, unintentionally, yeah. And then by extension also helped create Chance, again, sure. unintentionally. Yeah. So the fact that they both show up in this house in some capacity is just really cool. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of really amazing cool moments here because the whole thing is meant to be like a carnival where something has gone wrong and the, like, you know, there are characters that are like killed in macabre ways. And, yeah, the macabre um, ways or the put back together strangely. Mm -hmm. they, there's, uh, there's one really amazing moment when you're near the end of the attraction when there's like this curved hallway and you're walking through it and it's like there are blasts of air that come oh, out, knives. but it's, it's people are throwing knives, throwing knives at you. Yeah, no, that that was so cool, so damn good. Um, I actually laughed out loud. Yeah, and then you get to the was. end of that section, and they have those two, um, those two things, the, the uh, tests of strength thing, where you yep. like you throw the hammer down, yep. and it rings the bell. But it's like there's like a like a disfigured carnival worker that's there, like smashing heads, yep. and. Um, there's a dressing room where like you see all the clowns get into their makeup. Yeah, and, like, I was worried about something. Bursting through a mirror, just like we had at uh, Puppet Theater. Puppet Theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, such a good. Oh my god. Because the second house. I went down that hall, I go, oh fuck, yeah. I know this trick. <laughs> um. So there's that. Uh, the lion. Yes, I'm glad you brought up yes. the damn lion because again, Doctor Oddfellow and uh, what was that called? The uh, the dark Zodiac. He yeah. has he he feels with the Zodiacs and like one of them is Leo and yeah. there is a lion at this circus. Who, holy shit, gets right in your face. Oh, he gets close. I don't know um, how the person that runs that lion, like, is able to get as close as they are. But like genuinely, he missed like, someone in, like, he leaped out of his, I, I say, I say leap loosely. He got half his body out of where he was in mm -hmm. and had his paw 
in the face of the person next to me. And I went, like literal, shit. literal inches. When I, I was there one time, um, when it jumped out at me and I literally felt the air from like the, the force of it moving out, mm-hmm. like brush past my face. And I was just like, damn, that boy is close. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that one. Yeah. Leo, Leo doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just a great house, man. There's clowns. It's there's all it's clowns. creepy. It, and... and it since it's like a 1930s type circus, mm-hmm. like it, it sounds stupid. It has all those stupid Coney Island light bulbs. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I, which made me go, Oh, circus murder clown. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Circus. Yeah. Oh, and then the ending, you actually meet Dr. Oddfellow in the ending. You do. Like oh, he... and there's also, they were making a big deal about the projection of Jack being shoved in a box. But mm-hmm. like, if you didn't know what you were looking at. Yep. I don't think you would know what the fuck that was about. Because yeah. I mean, it is. It's, it happens. So cool. It happens right next to you on an angle. But honestly, if you're not looking for it, I don't think you would have right. even noted it. You know? Oh, it's so cool, but man. Now, it's yeah. such a cool a lot, house. So many things we're leaving out of this house just yeah. because it is a, a barrage of just things. And you move on to the next thing and just... It's a good vibe. It's great house. Great yeah. house. Um, So, shall we... So we have our flip flopped one and two yeah. positions apparently. Very good, very good. So okay, so we didn't we didn't fall in lockstep for this entire thing, which good. is great. Good. So number two, uh, I put monsters at number two. Uh huh. And I put Yeti at number two. So which then one obviously, would you like to talk about first? Um, I guess like monsters. I guess we'll just go because we've just been going off my list this entire time. So all right, let's talk about yeah monsters. Yeah, and then we talk about mine that leads into yeah, okay. okay. So, Universal Monsters, Unmasked. Unmasked, yeah. Uh, this is such a damn good house. It is. It is a damn good house. So, we start with who's in this house, and what they did was, this felt like they were running out of monsters. Yeah, so, initially, when this house was announced, and they're like, okay, it's Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it's um, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, and Hunchback, Hunchback and Notre Dame. And the Invisible Man. And the Invisible Man. And you're... I was like, you can't fool me with the Invisible Man. I know nobody's in there. Right, like, you're literally looking at this, and you're like, okay, this is like the, the C-list of Universal Monsters, yeah, you, you know what I mean? We've run out of ideas. Now. Right. And then they went and just turned around and made one of the best damn houses yeah, in Yeah, then they're like, <laughs> by the way, we put it in Paris. <laughs> yeah, so like, okay... When you first go into this house, and it's you're, raining, it's 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 raining, and you're in the house, in the house. This is by design, folks. Right, yeah. you're immediately greeted with like, okay, you're on the streets of Paris. It's like the late 1800s or whatever the hell year it is. It's a police officer, and there's a police officer who's like, okay, you got it on the top of a like a bridge on a little walking bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you have to go home. Like you shouldn't be Please here. Please get it. There are killers like, on the loose. Right, yeah, yeah. killers on the loose. That's right, right. A lot of. A lot of overpronounced French accents in this house. I mean, house. yeah, but that's like part of the charm. Extra, you know I mean? extra. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> when you go through this house, the first thing you do is you actually go into like the basement of the Paris Opera House. Yes. Um. So immediately you're like, okay, so the first section is going to be Phantom of the Opera. Um. And the first thing you see is that that nice friendly guard that was telling you to go home is now lying dead on the floor right next to you. Sure is. Um. And this is where. Right off the bat, you are greeted with an incredibly effective scare, which is to your left. There's like a little canal that has like little like bits and bobs of stuff floating in it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the hallway, there is a mirror that is polished and set at such an angle that it looks like that canal goes on forever. But as you walk down the hallway, 
the phantom just pops, pops right the fuck yeah. out. And I was talking about this a couple times throughout this episode about like how effective these like mirror zone scares are. And this house is full of them full of them there are literally moments where you're like oh damn like look at this design and then like a creature just pops out of nowhere and you're like oh shit what the fuck where did you possibly come from yeah it's so damn cool the way they do this so you go through the uh like the basement of the of the paris opera house and like you can tell like our our boys out there somewhere like all the all the curtains are slashed Mm -hmm. up you're finding like more and more dead bodies so many curtains there's a woman that's like trapped in a room and it's like burning and then like the phantom shows up and he's like all bloody and messed up and this there's... is this is the most gruesome of any phantom we've seen. Yeah. yeah. I mean there's literally there's literally one person he murders by stabbing their eyes with candles and then lighting them on fire. Like it's just damn, dude. Yep. Overkill like, the extreme. Oh, it's so good. Um and then you you go through like a lot of different scenes in the opera house. And yeah, we're in you, there for feels like probably half the house, almost almost half the house, okay. I'd say. Yeah. Um, but then after you get out of the opera house is really when it starts to like unlock. So you you walk into like this uh, the street scene where there's like there's like a woman screaming like oh no like someone stole my baby and then like that's when you meet Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yeah and they have this really cool moment on the left hand side of this room where like you can see Dr. Jekyll like take the 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 thing that turns him into Mr. Hyde and he like disappears around the corner and then like Hyde just comes running out and he's sure. he's got like goo dripping off of his face and you're like oh that's so cool and just the just really really effective scares. The hunchback part is my favorite. Oh, that's that's the part we all talk about. Oh, it's so damn cool. So because you don't ex- you don't think it's coming. No, uh, in not terms at all. Of him vertic- verticality again because yeah he's on the he's the hunchback tower, yeah so yeah of course he has to be above you and this then the other, but when he does his dive, <laughs> yeah. So he's got a strap um, on his back that like kind of like locks him into like a safety harness, but like. He will literally just like go jump out yeah. over you and just like yep. kind of hang there, and you're like, oh shit! And then like every time he does it, there's like he's attached to a bell, so like yep. every time he jumps, like the bell rings and yeah. it's really loud and crazy, and you're just like, whoa, what, what the hell is like, this? This dude is literally three feet above my head, right? Like it's yeah. wild, and he looks so wonky looking, and like, it, dude, it's it's so good, and then. They, uh, to be honest with you, they really don't spend a lot of time on Jekyll and Hyde and the Hunchback no. because, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but like the Invisible Man is such a <laughs> damn good part of this house. Uh, again, it's such a good part the of this house. Man, my first thought was, well, the old joke is he's always there, and that's stupid. And my second thought was, how the hell are we going to have someone just wearing bandages and costumes come out as scary? Uh, and well, they found they, a way. They found a way, yeah. I mean, so half the time that you see the Invisible Man, he's wearing, like, uh, he's got, like, a a wireframe. You can't really see it, but it's, like, holding up his glasses and everything, so, like, there's the impression of his face there. But then, like, the other half of the time, it's, like, him in his bandages. Mm-hmm. But the way that they do it is really effective because, like, he'll, he'll, again, there's more mirror tricks, so he'll come there's out of nowhere. There's black lights, too. There's black lights where, like, you can't see him until, like, he's until there he's at the there, last second. Yeah. There's one room where there's like nine clones of him mm-hmm. all wearing the bandages, and it's like that classic trick where you classic. can't tell which ones which are one's real. Move. Yeah. yeah, but they do it so well, 
And then just like they have in previous years, you get to like the last segment of the house and it's like all four of them uh, show up in their own little, little section. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's such a good house. It's so good. Like it, the set design is amazing. The costumes are amazing. The scares are really great. Really good. Yeah. Like really, really good. Like this, this is the house that got me the most and I don't get got often. And, I, yeah. I only got got at one house this year, and that's why it's my number one, which uh, is Yeti. But I'll, I'll go over that. And act, ironically, it's for the same reason that I got got on the last Yeti house they did. So I'll go <laughs> I, over. I I'll think go I know over what that. you're going to yeah. say then when we talk about that. But so monsters, I, we talk about expectation again, and my expectation, I, I know I always like the Universal monsters, but before this this house, I was like, well, none of these are in my top batting order. Like, oh, I don't not at all. Not at all. I don't seem to care for them. And in previous houses, they've... Like, the Phantom in previous house wasn't anything formidable. No. And, like, Hunchback was on our level last yeah. time we saw him in a house. So I didn't know what to expect with them. And I just... My expectations for this house weren't high, but I knew I'd like the Universal Monster concept. And holy shit. Like, this this house wowed me. Yeah, genuinely... Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. This, for me, if, if you'd asked me before the event where I would have placed this, I would have probably had this at, like... Fifth or sixth. Yeah, I, this was a middle house for me going right. into it, and I had Last of Us and Stranger Things towards the top. And 100%. It turns out they, also, they swapped. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was literally looking at this house, and I'm like, okay, like, the, the monster houses have usually been pretty good, but, like, usually, like, there are things that prevent them from being in the top. This one was like, nah, fuck that. Like, we're going to go <laughs> aim for the top on this one. And it, it, it shows. No. Like, it's such a damn good house. Like, I I mean, my opinion is I like this house better than the one last year with Dracula, Wolfman, and Mummy. Only, oh, same. Only because last year's just felt like I always just kept walking through, I don't know, I don't want to say maze, but yeah, like a trench. I just kept, that's all, there had no other feel to it. And it was like, all right, cool. They're here. They're great. I, I get it. But, like, if they would have tried that with these guys, it wouldn't have been as fun. No. So what they went through here with the sets and the yes. the, the changing of the character, it just, no, this was good. This was right. very, very good. Like, in my opinion, part of the reason that this house succeeds so well where the house last year failed is precisely because they were like, oh, this is all the same place. Yeah. Like, this is just Paris. Like this is yeah. the Paris Opera House. These are just this the is the killers, streets of Paris. Killers on the loose. There's yeah. Notre Dame. Like it's yeah. it's all there. And even though like Jekyll and Hyde and like the Invisible Man are from like England, mm-hmm. like it's literally just like okay, like they could conceivably be here. They like, could this be here. Makes sense. Yeah. Like this is okay. Holy shit! Like the creatures of the night are here and they're yeah, stalking. Yeah. Like it's like oh, it's it just oh, it, so good. It felt, so that was it your number right. one. That was my number one. That was your number two. And now let's get to the last house on the list. Yeah. Which, my number my one. My number two, yeah. your number one. Last alphabetically. Yeti. Yeti, campground yep. kill. Um, so. What a great house. Uh, such a great house. Like, this this house, to me, um, I rated it really high for two reasons, which is, one, it was the only house that actually managed to scare me once this year. Gotcha. Um, and again, it's a direct repeat of the only time I got scared on the last Yeti house, so I have to give it props for that. But also, too, the set design for oh, this, this house. This was incredible. And oh I was wondering, how God. are you going to make a campground into a scare zone? And by God, they did and it. somehow they did it. There was yeah. space. This house had spacing. It right. It makes very Sense. little. I mean, I wonder how they do it. But right. Here we are. Yeah. So, it, uh, it, what is it? Like 1950s. 1950s, 1950s yeah. 1950s, yeah. like, campground. Um, 
and like the yetis have come out to to slaughter the people there. Yeah, because, I don't know I don't the know. rhyme or reason, right? But doesn't really matter. Yeah, they're they're having their own family picnic. Yeah, it's you. This house has really effective mirror scares. This house has very effective pacing. It's got amazing, amazing set design. The costumes are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, we get to see the HHN bear. Our boy came back. Yep, yeah, he was in that room with the stairs that everyone uh, either sees him or they don't. Yeah. And I felt bad for the We got to cheer. For, I cheer every time I see him. I'm like, oh, it's the bear. Oh, I call it's him the out. bear. I call him out. And he'll yeah. like wave at you, too. He like, is. He yeah. did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He'll wave oh, at yeah. you. It was great. Um, and they, they have another, uh, there's a whole room in here where you're like outside of a ranger lodge and like they do that, that water effect that they did a couple of years ago for the Wicked Growth House, which right. is just so damn cool to see. Uh, they, there's animatronics, there's projections, there's, they have one really cool animatronic about, uh, the guy, Billy, who like gets oh. grabbed and pulled into the tent. Yeah. And it's so damn cool to see it. And Ah, it's Billy. such a great house. Yeah. Oh, and then like there's like all these little things too. Like, well, there's the the there's... little yeti that the kid kills. Yeah. And uh, then the mom doesn't seem to care for that. Nope. Uh, yep. And then like even the way that they transition between different sections of the house just thematically makes sense because you you go through a bunch of drying out sleeping bags, and it's just like <laughs> oh, it's like that's right. Yeah. And it's oh, just like damn. Like they even thought of the way that the transitions would work on this house. Like it's just. Oh, it's yeah, the sleeping such a bags. good house. Uh, when we were walking through those, I go, oh my God, if something, if one of these moves and turns out, well, one of them's not going to move, but someone's going to be behind that one. Yep. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Nope, nope, nope. It's like, it's like the gag they did with the, uh, the fur coats in the house, pre- in the yeah. previous house. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, it's just such a damn good house. And they have the, the, the one hallway where we went down a ramp and we turned around and go to the other one. And that's where the Yeti's arms burst through the walls. And that is the only yeah. time that I got scared. He comes down mean. from the ceiling. Yep. And I got scared for two reasons, which is one, um, it is not a real person. It's a machine. Oh. Okay. And they actually have it set up where it doesn't run on a consistent timer. Mm. So it runs like every 33 seconds, 15 seconds. Like there's a gap between each one. So you don't know when it's actually going to go off. Um, and also, uh, yeah, I'm six one. So when you go down this ramp, they have the ramp there, obviously, so that people don't get hit by this thing when it comes down. That's, I still got hit by the it. Purpose, yeah. And that's why it scared the fuck out of me because uh, it reached down and brushed the top of my head when it went down. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, what the fuck? Uh <laughs> <laughs> didn't need that in my life. Um, ah. So, yeah, that was literally, like, the the one moment that's gotten me from all the houses this year. And it, overall, I mean, Yeti is just an absolute banger it, of a house. It's just, it's a fun house, too. It's a great house. Like it's, I, I mean, I don't know anyone who's gone in and been like, ah, or like, ah, I didn't really like the feel yeah. of it. It just, it's a good house. And I've been through it once where... Half the time, I was like, oh, no one's there. Oh, no one's there. No one's there. And then when I came out, I was like, oh, man, I've had a better, way better run of this house. And the people I was with, that was the first time they go, that might be the best house I've done all night. And I was like, oh, well, you're missing so much. Oh, <laughs> it's oh, such a good house. Yeah, very, I mean, very I, think, I think it's a testament to the quality of the original products that they've made this year that, like, all three of the, like, the big non-IP houses that, like, they were promoting this year are all in our top three. Uh, like, yeah, well, my top, my top, oh, I guess, yeah, you don't count Universal Monsters as a IP, but you could. You could, but, like, it's, well, it's if not. That's, if that's the case, my top four is all original houses, mm-hmm. then. 
That's my top four. Yeah. That's insane. Like, that's, I don't know, man. That's that's no, pretty I mean, crazy. But, I mean, thinking about what we've, our history with the Horror Nights and why you go is you're drawn into the, with the IPs and four of my houses, four of my, or my top four houses are original property. That is, that's amazing. So, yeah. Wow. There you go. HHN32. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, once again, I mean, if you've made it this far, I would hope that you know that, like, I guess heavy spoilers for all the houses well, if you've made little, it this far, but, you know. to say spoiler at the well, end. Well, maybe people skip to the end to be like, you know, let's see what they said for their number one or something, you okay, know. Okay, yeah, fair. But regardless, um, yeah, I mean, Halloween Horror Nights 32 Halloween. had a lot of really good stuff going for it this year. Yeah. Definitely uh, the busiest Horror Nights that they've ever had. I mm-hmm. mean, Express Passes for October sold out in like the middle of September. Like it's literally just like they definitely went a little bit overzealous with the tickets yeah. this year. Oh, we didn't even talk about the uh, the tribute store. Uh, the tribute store is so damn cool. It's I don't fun. know if I can talk about it at length though just because it's a comic book shop. It's visually very cool. There's a reference to the great movie ride in it. Oh yeah. Um yeah. but like I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just thinking back all this it's stuff. So good. Is like it's so good. I'm not sure how I'd rate this Horror Nights uh, either compared to years <laughs> past. I don't think it's the best one that I've ever been to. Definitely not. I definitely think, and I really do mean it, like I think a lot of the detraction that I have for this year in particular is just because of how fucking busy it is. That might be true. You know what? No matter I think about it, because I haven't been staying late this uh, this time either. Um, mine's also I haven't found a food that I like. Well, my thing is, right, normally the way that I usually do Horror Nights, even though I buy like the frequent fear pass every year, yeah. usually by like the first or second week of October, I just stop going. Because, like, like, usually by the end of the first week of October, I just kind of stop going. Because at that point, that's when it starts getting so outrageously busy that, like, yeah, it's, it's not I'll, worth it. I'd like to go back at the end of October is because, all right, this is your last shot. you got to yeah. do some things, say goodbye, this and the other. But but this year, like, literally, I remember uh, it was, like, the third week of September, and it was literally just, like, you know, Chucky yeah. had a 95-minute wait. Uh-huh. Stranger Things capped out at, like, two, two hours, hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. I I once saw the Last of Us house had a four and a half hour wait. Oof. Like I, I just I don't know what it is this year in particular where it's just so damn busy. I mean, a theory I've had is the the September uh, rush of fear, which they did last year too. So I don't know because it got to your point. Like uh, the second weekend, I was already gone six seven times, and I'm thinking. Man, next year I just might buy a Rush of Fear because I think I might just do the same thing. It's yeah. bad now. How bad is it going to be in October? Yeah. And uh, as we record this, we don't have all the data yet. But yeah, I mean, genuinely, sheesh. like I, I feel like if this year is any indication as to how they want the event to be run mm-hmm. in, in in the next couple of years, I have a suspicion I won't be going in October. I probably all. won't either. And here's my other thing too. Like, again, if your food and drink aren't great for me because again i also buy the refillable cups and mike i gotta tell you there's been three or four times i've gone with my refillable cup and then just didn't use it i mean which is it's kind of shocking yeah but you know did you hear they they sold out of blinky cups this year well mine's broken well you can't get another one because yeah. they sold their they sold out on so they sold out on like september 25th and like they're not getting a new shipment in until like october 8th wow so, yeah. again, this feels very overwhelming. And when it is overwhelming, you have to have something else to keep my attention. Mm-hmm. And 
like maybe we're getting older too because there's been times where in these 40 minute i'm in line for an hour and i can feel myself 10 minutes before i get into a house just lose all momentum and be like yeah you know what i'm ready to go home. my sciatica yeah <laughs> just... yeah it's like oh, i don't know what to tell you kids it's just uh, yeah yeah i thought i was going to be here till two and now i don't want to be here any another minute well hopefully uh hopefully next year we get them a clearer picture as to what we're looking for. We'll see what the big houses are. Mm-hmm. And just... Uh, I mean, we're definitely going to go. 100%. Just, yeah. Just I how just, much? <laughs> again, the the food the food is not there this year. Yeah. And it, what do you want me to do in line? What do you want me to do? Uh, anyway. There we anyway. Go. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, I believe this is the uh, oh. the third Halloween Horror Nights episode oh, yeah, that so we've third done. One, third one. So... Yep. Um, we're actually rapidly approaching our, I think, three-year anniversary of doing well, this. Well, as we record this, uh, I had not to date the show, but as we record this, it is the final weekend of the Star Wars Galactic Cruise. Um, oh, God. So our our show is not only a year older than the Galactic Cruise, it will live on after Galactic Cruise. <laughs> what, a, what a mess. So, oh, my God. Um, I'm not, you know. Yeah, yes. Five thousand dollars. Um. Anyway. Well, everyone who had five thousand dollars said they loved it. Yep. But they had five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on our socials at uh, eTicketPod on Instagram. Um, uh, that's basically it. Yeah, that's we pretty much it. We have not begun to thread. Um, I, we haven't. We don't have any threads. Um, I think at one point we should probably set up like a TikTok or something. I guess. I, I might have done that, but I don't even know. This oh. is a me problem. Yeah, we'll I gotta have to look, look into, into it. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, once again, my name is Mike, and I'm Rob, and together we are the E Ticket Podcast. Oh, yes, have right. a great day. See you.